They play at a pace uh, that's incredible. Gives you nightmares to try and defend and come up with choreographed defense to, to play it. They're long. Um, they'll mix it up and play different ways. They switch. So they could switch pick and rolls. They switch one through five at times. Uh, they'll play their matchup zone and, and they'll tilt it to somebody to take away guys. We don't have the athletes that Kentucky has to to play at that pace, certainly. Um, our front court doesn't run as fast as their front court does, but certainly our wings can do that, and we're going to try to do it. Uh, you know, so it's going to be an entertaining. We don't want to let our fans down either, so let's, let's play ping pong. I'm happy when it's over. Just get it done because everybody makes it life for death, and it's not life for death. It's worse than that. Bounce pass from Mitchell out top to Spalding. Hands away to Snyder. Deep three from out front. Hugh buried it. Vengadel comes up court for the cards. Pushes the pass ahead to Mitchell. Loops it back out top to Spalding. Ray on Willis. Back door to Snyder. Takes inside. Layup good. Up high is Mitchell to clear a rebound. Mitchell down the middle of the floor. Off to Adele. Pulls up for a three. Got it. Two quick threes for Adele. Louisville takes its first lead. And John Calipari wants a timeout. Louisville will inbound from the baseline. Snyder to throw it in. Cards line up single file along the lane again. Snyder gets it into Matt Yang on the perimeter on the right. Snyder goes to get it. Throws up another wild throw. Slam dunk by Johnson. What he tried to do last time. Back handing and cheering at the Yum. Cardinals up by four. Pass goes to the middle to Briscoe. Steps, spins, and pulls. Put it up. Blocked by that day. Snyder runs ahead on the dribble. Leaves it off for Mitchell. Front right three. Good. Ding. Gives to Snyder. Quentin out straight away. Lobs it. Caught. Put up and in by Odell. Wow, that was a gutsy lob pass by Quentin Snyder. Giving him five assists. Mitchell now pull up jumper in the circle. Short. Rebound dug out by Adele. Back to Mitchell. Over to Snyder. He's open. Tees up a three that misses. And the rebound. Mahmoud claims it. Saves it into Adele. Great hustle. Fires under for a dunk by Johnson. Well, the offensive rebounding. We talked the importance of that. You saw it on that possession. Adele drives it off the side. Off to Snyder. Eight to shoot. Snyder out deep. Snyder behind the back dribble. Fakes. Throws one up in close and put it in. They move by Snyder, almost through contact on a foul. Snyder guarded by Fox. Snyder backs out. Snyder five to shoot. Hugh dips in, now goes, gets to the rim, scores! Oh, what a move by Snyder! Took the big guy to school, still only two possessions though. Even Q with a hint of a grin as he backs down court. Timeout, Kentucky. Dang goes off to Mitchell. Back near midcourt with 13 on the shot clock. Guarded by Fox. Picked up by Adebayo on a drive. Takes it to the rim. Missed it. Rebound. Put back up and in by Jalen Johnson. Offensive rebounding. Two-possession game again. Think about Mitchell. Last two minutes of the close game. He does not run and hide under the bed. <laughs> he is going to be in there making plays. This will make it a three-point game. He got it. Timeout, timeout Louisville. 
The lead is 373-78.2. Fox is at the midcourt stripe. He's the deepest man, but they're going to run him off a pick to get the ball. No, it comes into Briscoe. Briscoe drives it up the right side. Briscoe hands it to Monk. Monk, top of the key. Three to tie. Short, no good. Louisville rebounds. Dingadell dribbles out the clock. And the winning streak ends at four in the Battle of the Bluegrass for Kentucky. As Louisville prevails on its home court, 73-70. to 70. Boy, what a ball game. Monk near midcourt. Here's Willis. Gets it into Briscoe. Runs it over half court. Six seconds. Briscoe hands off. Here's Monk. Pull up quick three. Missed it. Bounces it to the floor. Adele has it. And time runs out. And the Louisville Cardinals win it. 73-70 over the Kentucky Wildcats. John Calipari just smiled and said, great game to Rick Pitino as they shook hands. And a jubilant Louisville team will celebrate a victory over Kentucky. 73-70. to on the 21st of December, we're not good enough to go in an opponent's court that's a top 10 team and win. We're not. They're better than us right now. We just kept in timeouts talking about the Baylor game, how we didn't execute when we got a little tired. And Mango was a great leader in the timeouts and did a terrific job. It's a great win for them. They'll have a better Christmas than us. No one laughs. What is everybody mourning? These all are fans. There are no Louisville fans here. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Whatever the heck it is, what a night. What a college basketball game. Welcome in to the Afternoon Underdogs. I hope you like my little lengthy montage there summarizing the pregame, the game, the postgame. Hopefully it was entertaining, and joy to the world, Louisville Nation. You have beaten Kentucky for the second time in ten tries against John Calipari. Let's do some good, bad, and ugly today, shall we? Five seven one seventy nine hundred. First, a little bit of accounting business. We had the giveaways. We had the four tickets for the Sports Fest early January, the Deer and Turkey Expo. My quick glance of all the folks that picked the scores, it would appear unofficially that Andrew and Richard are our winners. Andrew picked 73-69 Louisville, off by only one. Richard had 75-70 Louisville, off by only two. We will confirm, we will permutate, we will combinate, and we will get your prizes off to you and get in touch with you guys after the Christmas holiday. Thank you guys so much for listening and participating all this week. This will be my last day for a little while. Tony is back on Tuesday. I'll be back next Thursday, so last chance to get in with me. Where do you start with the good? It's really hard to pick on anything. The good, obviously, the rivalry, much like the football game, now that we're in the shadow of the football game, the rivalry was improved because of the Kentucky win, or at least a little bit back on track. Maybe we'll have more fun next summer, as we will after this. Louisville beating Kentucky 73-70. to Many goods. I was saying against Eastern Kentucky, Quentin Snyder, when he went score first, the team seemed to be a little better. What did Quentin Snyder do this time? He went and scored first. He took what was there. He was an aggressive scorer, looked to shoot more than facilitate, but made pretty much solid decisions all night long between he and Adele, two guys that could and really needed to have offensive games, really did. Another good from this game, at no point, despite athletic advantages, despite the freaky long, fast uh, drive the ball, shoot the ball, whatever the heck Fox and Monk want to do, they can do and do it well against probably NBA teams right now. Despite some easy runouts, despite some spectacular plays, albeit Monk was a little off on his shot, but he's bound to be after North Carolina. 
despite Bam just abusing the big Egyptian for a little while there and just throwing it down in his face, plays like that individually, Kentucky was impressive. But at no point did I think one team didn't belong out there. You saw one very good college basketball team beat another very good college basketball team. On a night when Duke struggled with Elon and Jack Tripper was at it again, by the way, Grayson Allen, if you missed that, his most egregious trip yet, the other ones were kind of banana peels. This one was flat-out assault. He has been suspended indefinitely, which probably means one game, from Mike Krzyzewski. Lots of goods. Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper, that's right. Any bads in that game? What I'm going to do, because as I watch these games, and you probably do this too as Louisville fans and the way the rivalry's gone, you start, that's why I didn't tweet last night, because I would start doing negative things. Okay, here's the reason why they lost. Here's the reason why they lost. Why is he in the game right now? Why is Rick doing this? So I'll point out some of those things, because I don't know what Rick knows, and I don't pretend to do that. So at one point I was saying, okay, Honest, you look like an awkward teenage giraffe out there. Effort looks minimal. You're putting the hands in front of the little sphinx for a little while, setting a screen here, setting a screen there. Awkward ball handling at times, ill-advised. Why are you out there? Well, what happens? Key out-of-bounds save to help preserve the game. So here I am. Why is he out there, Rick? That's why. Why is David Levitch out there? Well, because Donovan Mitchell was struggling. He struggled to make open threes. He struggled to finish at the rim. David Levitch, as as, uh, Mud pointed out, may have shut down Monk, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Go Levitch. So I'm thinking, okay, at the end of the game, Mitchell's missing free throws in the first half. He can't make anything in the second half. He's in there at crunch time. Probably going to be one of two guys that are fouled because they're going to be handling the ball. Either Kewer or Mitchell. And I'm thinking, no, really? And what does he do? Sinks the clutch free throws. So my bads turned out to be goods. So I was the bad guy, doubting coach, why guys were in in certain situations. If you want to try to pull an ugly out of this, okay, get started. Kentucky fans, it's easy. Three-point shooting and free-throw shooting. Pretty simple. I can't blame the refs. There were calls that could have gone either way. Cal pointed out a couple. Rick pointed out a couple. There were some phantom calls against, against Mango there at the end where I suppose in real time, without the benefit of replay, it may have looked like a foul based on the context of the game. But there, I don't think there was any refereeing decisions that swayed it either way. Certainly at points, and there, in every college basketball game, this is going to happen. Now, either side, win or lose, will find those moments where it could have happened. But I don't think the referee... Oh, I thought of an ugly. Because I had to go home. I didn't tell you the story. And thank you all on Twitter and everywhere for the happy 50th birthday. So I go out Monday night. My brother-in-law takes me and Becky out. We have a nice Italian dinner. I'm never going to have spicy sausage arrabbiata again. Or a martini for a while. Why? I got home and the stomach bug hit. So I spent my 50th birthday barfing for about 12 hours. That is such a Dave Jennings story. Isn't it, though? Yes. Dave, what are you going to do for your 50th? And all, all year long, I don't know. I don't really care. It's just a number. Nothing big's going to happen. I'll have a beer and watch some sports, be with my family. My brother-in-law's in town. This is going to be a lot of fun. My parents are on town. I'm picking them up at the airport. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. You don't allow yourself very many indulgences, but when you do, it's a good beer, and now you can't even do it. Well, and here's how I did this up. Apparently, because of my blood pressure medicine and being dehydrated and throwing up, when I would stand or I would exert myself to vomit, I apologize to kids in the car who don't like the word vomit. If it's in a, in a Shrek movie, it's funny, but maybe not at this point, or a Monty Python movie. Seen one on too long but I digress, I would faint. I fainted four times while vomiting. So I'm at the sink, and Becky hears a crash, 
And that was me after one vomit falling backwards into the closet door. And I didn't know what happened the first time. The second and third time, I did it happen again as she tries to wake me up. The fourth time trying to get to the bathroom, I, I fainted going in but caught myself. Kind of a half faint. So three and a half. Good news is I survived. Bad news is I probably have to replace the closet door since my head my hit it God. four times. That, see, I don't just do it up. I, I don't have a little stomach bug. Wow. I don't just have sniffles. I don't have that kind of stuff. I have that. I'm sorry, buddy. And then, of course, there's sort of like a demarcation line there, sort of a DMZ, right? That's, that's not the website, right? That's the Korean thing? Yeah, DMZ. So they're right about stomach line. You sense at a point everything that wants to come up is now going down. So the next 12 hours, it becomes the other idea. So that was my 50th birthday, for those that want to know. And I can't think of the last time I went three days without a beer, but it's been three days. It still didn't sound good. Wow. Still doesn't sound good. Oh, oh, the ugly. That's what I was going to get to besides that. Those stupid Burger King commercials. I watched. Oh. On, I didn't stay because I didn't feel great after the show. They aired those like every break. Twice like a twice. break sometimes. Yeah. I wanted to tweet out, but I don't know if they advertise with us. I'm never going to have a Whopper or a chicken nugget again or a value meal from Burger King if I see these two look-alike doofuses, I guess twins is probably the right word, on this commercial anymore. So thank you for that. So I had to watch it on TV, but it was great. And I stayed awake for the whole thing. Watched every single play. And I'd love to hear from everybody today. And I'll play it. If you like montage, you're going to get it two more times at the top of the 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock hour. That's the last time that I have to talk and lose my voice also. Okay, to your calls we go. 571-7900. We'll get into other things if you guys don't want to talk about that game or you're tired of it. Now, I hate to bring them up because, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, saying, like, Satan if you say Satan, then he shows up, whatever. But usually up usually before the show even starts, when if, if Louisville loses, Hater Tyrone is already calling. Oh, that's true. He's more of a Grinch. He's not Satan, really. Yeah, I know. Grinch is kind of the guy that you can change, where Cindy Lou Who will get a present in right. the end, but he abuses a dog in the process and takes away presents for a little while, but, but comes but around. I, I don't see him on the line yet, so okay, I'm just wondering. He's, he's seasoning his crow. Of course, he's an Alabama fan anyway. Oh, that's true. But he's a Kentucky basketball fan. And I and John Bowles going to join us, too. He, he Yesterday, his rant was, I don't know how, why, any way, shape, or form, wherefore art thou, how this could possibly be. How is the line of pick or one? They're so much better. The only thing I could think of, when you see Kentucky play everybody else, including Arizona State, they looked incredible. They looked like an NBA team playing a JV squad until UCLA. And then they looked a little young. They hung with them, a top-five team, obviously, but UCLA handled them fairly well despite the score. So once they faced adversity and things didn't go so easily, they got a little young, and that happened again. And Louisville took full advantage. And once again, Kentucky's going to get better, but so is Louisville. I did not see a dominant team on that floor. Once again, two very good basketball teams that played each other in a classic. Even if that last – and okay, here's one of the unwritten rules, but we all know it's a rule – in college basketball, when there's a close game, especially if it's a team you don't think is going to win or it's been a little while like Louisville, and you think you have the lead for good, there's going to be a 26-foot three-point shot that causes the fans and the coach to put their hands on their head and call timeout and go, seriously, did that just happen? That happens in 85% of those college basketball games. I fully expected Monk's last three-pointer to go in, and it did not. To the phones we go. Because Levitch was on him. That's right, Levitch was on him. Oh, man. Hello, Ryan. Thanks for taking my call, Dave. Uh, my opinion, 
Louisville outplayed them. Uh, Quint Snyder, in my opinion, won that game. That's mm-hmm. one of the best games he's played. He's got a lot of criticism from Louisville fans, and he is a local guy. And David Levitch can play ball. Everybody thinks he's a joke. I told you all a couple years ago, you and Tony, he needed to lift some weights and he could play ball. He's not the athletic guy, but he plays smart. He knows how to play the game. Uh, Louisville's playing a lot different game than they used to. they got shot blockers now. And uh, they're playing that, uh, they played matchup 2-3 zone, but still, Kentucky has a hard time getting in that kind of a game because Wisconsin did it to them. They didn't play zone, but they pick and rolled them. And a lot of teams are going to play them like it. UCLA kind of played them like it. Mm-hmm. Louisville's got the best defense in the country. They got probably one of the deepest benches in the country. So, and, and they got a great coach. So, Kentucky, they're going to learn from this, but they're going to have to. Uh, Willis and some of the role players, Hawkins and a few other guys, are going to have to step up. Willis does not move the ball. If you watched David Lavage last night, the whole time he was in the game, he was moving. Mm-hmm. He wasn't standing like Willis does. He just stands there. And you, you can't play basketball if you're going to stand. That goes for anybody. you got to be moving without the ball. You guys probably played some ball, so you all probably know that. But Willis can play more than he's playing. I don't know how you get it out of him. Uh, I think part of it's laziness, but I really don't know. Uh, but uh, Louisville deserved to win the game. Uh, it was two great teams, two great coaches, and I give Louisville all the credit. Uh, they may play again in the NCAA. Who knows? But it seems happen. like Kentucky, they put them against West Virginia every year. And North Carolina and Duke, I can't stand either one of them. I don't hate on anybody, but I don't like either one of those programs. And that Allen kid ought to be suspended to get some counseling. Uh, this went on uh about uh, two or three years in a row or a couple years, something needs to be done about it. I appreciate it, Ryan. Let's be honest. If that was Quentin Snyder, if that was Bam, if that was someone that had been around for a couple of years and had a couple incidents like that, would he be skating along and not doing it? Nothing's done. All that's just grace and just tripping. No, probably not. Even Mike Krzyzewski after that one, and that was egregious. The trip didn't work, lifted it into his body and finished it with a little flourish. And then pouted and pounded. Does he officially take over as the whiniest, pukiest, nastiest-looking 80s villain and mamma-jamma Duke player ever now? Makes Leitner look like a choir boy. Oh, Leitner, man. Forget about it. Leitner's his mailman. I don't even know what that means. 571-7900. So if you don't like Duke, you've got that going on. If you don't like Carolina, they officially received their third notice of allegations. The second amended notice, this happened yesterday. The NCAA, instead of retracting like they did, taking out basketball, taking out certain things that made it look like they were going to skate. The NCAA beefed up its case against the department, putting the mention of football and basketball back in the spotlight for its involvement with major violations in those studies departments that we've talked. And they mentioned the years 2002 to 2011. When were the national championships? 2005 and 2009. I'm not a great blackjack player, but those fit right in there. Actually, it's AC Ducey, wrong card game. My apologies on that. And I am not, I'm not anti-Carolina. It sounds like it at times, I'm sure. What I am is anti-unfairness. And when my alma mater goes down and gives up championships and wins for one exam, and someone's about to skate for 25 years of fraud, that's what I'm upset about. I don't care that they're in the conference. I'm not a conference honk. Start giving some people some stuff back and treat everybody fairly. Or at least act like you're trying. And the NCAA may be acting like they're trying. At the very minimum. 571-7900. We'll take our first break, and then we'll get to some calls. we got Mitchell and Cardinal Ricky. I think Kenny in the garage is calling in. Hopefully he didn't spend the night out there. 
Exposure can become an issue, unless you have enough Coors Light in you. 571-7900. Make sure you head by Claytor Jewelers. There's still a few shopping days left until Christmas. Celebrate with some really cool UofL stuff. If you weren't quite into the game, but you are now, and now you're jumping on board this team and how good they can be, we saw it last night, treat her to some really cool UofL jewelry, a purse, some little trinket from Claytor Jewelers. And they're not trinkets. They're really nice things you can't get anywhere else, but not super expensive. When it's time for the engagement rings, make sure you spend the money on the diamond. Go in and look at one of those designer bands. All the bands kind of look the same in all the jewelry stores. Some are very unique, but they're all different, which means they're all unique. Some are several thousand dollars, some are several hundred. Do the several hundred and spend the money on the diamond. Or I guess you could say, I've got several thousand to spend. Can you cut off those little prongs and and don't give me a diamond? Just give me the band. You don't want to do that. $7,000 trinket is what she'll have, and she'll pawn it. And they'll say, what? Just the band. Claytor Jewelers will take care of you. They've been in the Westport Village for some time now, but in town for more than 60 years. And once Christmas has passed, the Jackie O collection is gone. They have pictures of Jackie O wearing certain pieces of jewelry that they've replicated, some of which you can buy. Or if you just want to look at it, it's like a little museum tour at Claytor Jewelers. Say Dave sent you over there, Megan, Sally, Christie, and all the girls. Might be a guy in the background somewhere there that sort of does some work behind the scenes, but the Claytor babes are out front. Claytor Jewelers in the Westport Village, back with all your calls and more on 790 KRD. Hoops in the hallway. That was not a promo for my last couple of days. 571-7900. Drive sober or get pulled over. Afternoon underdogs. Take care of yourselves this weekend all the way through the Christmas holiday. Enjoy the win. 73-70. to Louisville gets it done. The strangest year possible. The year where it didn't look like it would happen in basketball for Louisville or football for Kentucky. And there we go. Reset in 2017. Let's bring it on. Let's get your calls. Dave Jennings here. We'll get John Bull in in a little bit. And the lines are full, so we'll put out the official APB for Hater Tyrone. The crow should be seasoned now. The hate has been spewed our way. It didn't go his way. Let the excuses begin. He's pretty good, though, about not offering up excuses. What do we have here? It's a song by Erica Badu. It's called Call Tyrone. Oh, wow. There's a cuss word in it, though. There's a few. Well, it shouldn't so be I've if it's in our system. It gets are they beeped out? No, not my version. So why are we calling Tyrone? Because he hasn't called us. No, 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 on the song. Why does Erica want to call Tyrone? Okay, now I've got to cut it off. She's, getting, <laughs> she's already, geez, three words in? That's a Well, I girl. didn't think you were going to talk about it, so. Well, call, I want to know why she's calling Tyrone. <laughs> I'll tell you during the break. Tyrone do her wrong? Yes. Well, then don't call him. End of story. Move on, Erica. Oh, Kenny in the garage. I went out of order. Mitchell, Cardinal Ricky, hang on. Hey, That's Kenny. all right. That's all right. Put me first because yeah. I may not last too much longer. Oh, oh, come uh, on I, got, now. I got several comments. I was there last night. The law of averages worked out in football for them and and I think for us in basketball and that that's the nature of uh, sport the sporting world, the law of averages. Uh, I got to say that uh I think we won the game in the, the I was looking at it in the first eight minutes of the second half, we held them to eight points. In the first seven minutes of the first half, they scored twenty points on us. So I think I think that that second half, I mean, it comes down to one or two possessions, and that happens just about every year. I think that happened last year, but mm-hmm. it came down to one possession, and uh, and we managed to pull it out. And you think of all the trips up and down up and down that court 
for both teams, and it comes down to a final shot. That's amazing. On Grayson Allen, somebody needs to sit him down and think, you know, at some point you need to stop this because when you get to the NBA, you pull that stunt with somebody like Marcus Cousins, and they're liable to hurt you real bad. Kenny, the the obvious answer is someone needs to lay him out, but the other guys in college basketball apparently appreciate and respect the rules, unlike Grayson Allen. Yeah, but can you imagine him doing – does he have the nerve to do that to Marcus – or to, to cousins. Oh, but that'd you be know, stupid. imagine, imagine tripping a man making ten million a year and maybe hurting him for life. He did it to a if, scrawny little dude half his size yeah, who exactly. beat him off. If the you haven't, if you haven't got the guts to do it to the biggest, baddest guy playing basketball, then don't do it to some scrawny little dude from a line. And who was he mad at when he's throwing that fit on the bench? Was who's he mad at? Was he mad at himself? Was he mad at uh, the world? You know what I think What's it is. This? I think, Kenny, uh, thanks for the call. I think it's like Johnny Ringo. By then, he was just tripping. He's mad at being born. He was tripping. He's Jack Tripper. That's what I've been calling him. That might be before your time. No, you're old enough no, to know I'm Jack Tripper. Jody Dowling. Kenny, I heard Kenny's voice and had to come in. Oh, cool. I thought you had breaking was... news. Sorry, Kenny, I moved on quick because Jody's usually breaking news guy. No, I just I had to I had I had to come in and heard Kenny's voice. I heard there was a lot of noise coming from his garage last night. I'm sure there was. What kind of noise? <laughs> well, I don't know, but you know, Kenny's Kenny's virile. I think. Never asked him. It was a fun night. So atmosphere wise, top ten. Oh, no question. Yeah, I mean it was it was not quite Syracuse. Kyle Couric reigning three at Freedom Hall, but it was. Uh, every bit North Carolina when they were number one in that 18-point comeback, Mm -hmm. it was every bit of that one. I I think it was one of the top two or three atmospheres at the Yum Center. There was a moment in the first half, I think Kentucky got up by about eight, when Louisville erased it pretty quick, then I knew it was going to be a game. Because there was a moment there where he sensed, okay, this could be trouble. Mm -hmm. They had a couple runouts, and and Bam was abusing Mahmoud a little bit more than a little bit underneath. But once Louisville we, crawled back in, then it was back and forth. It was nip and tuck. It was a heavyweight fight. We didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know if this Louisville team had the grit, right? If they had the heart, you kind of thought they did. They should. We hadn't seen Ding Adele take it off the dribble, go in and get hit and make the shot. We right. hadn't seen. You know, Donovan make mistakes, but then come back and do it. We hadn't seen Q in attack mode, and 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 to me, that was the biggest revelation from last night. And that, and the fact that I'm sitting here after the game, thinking, okay, they won, but there's a lot that they can get better at. Well, and Kentucky missed a lot of shots, but man, Donovan Mitchell. He misses some point-blank stuff. He winds up and sits and stares and lines up that three and misses them. Yeah. Made the free throws. I mean, Kentucky missed shots, but Louisville left a lot out there, too. They did, and that's my that's the point. Like, It's not one of those games where I thought they left it all out there. So it's going to be like, okay, it's going to go down. You know, they can't get any better than this. Oh, I, no. think they, I think if those two teams met again in the NCAA tournament, it would be a great game in April, by the way. I think these two teams end up being flip a coin. Yeah. Flip I a coin too. games all throughout the year. And that's good news for Louisville. This Kentucky team was being compared to an NBA team already. They, they played two top 10 teams, but nobody had guarded them. Mm-hmm. And we said that. We talked about it. I talked about it with Michael uh, when he filled in for you, one of, whatever day that was this week. We said, Nobody had guarded them yet to this point, and and that's what I 
you didn't know. It was kind of like Louisville. We didn't know how tough they were. With Kentucky, we didn't know when somebody was guarding them how good they were going to be. By the way, my score that I predicted on Michael was 78-74 Louisville. So I, I was se- pretty close. I had 76-72, so yeah. I was a little closer. Pretty pretty good I, I would have officially, in the guess the score contest, by the way, I would have finished tied for fourth if I would have been in that. That's good. Yep, tied for fourth with Brad. We both had seventy six, seventy two. I just copied Brad. I respect him. It was, uh, it's, it's good. Um, when you get situated at a, at a, at a uh, break or something, in my folder there, there is a three second Merry Christmas from Quentin Snyder that you might want to play because. Oh, okay. Guess what? He was Santa Q last night. Yes, he was, and he delivered, and mm-hmm. and I was so happy for the kid because I know he really beat himself up. Um, you know, Terry and I were just talking across the hall. He hadn't scored a point in two games against Kentucky in his career. Okay, so there there was that. He is the first, and, and here's a good trivia question for down the road. I'll see if you know this. He's the first Louisville-born, Louis, he's the first Louisvillian to score 20 points against Kentucky playing for Louisville since. That's going to go back to before I was here. DeJuan Wheat. Oh, no, okay, I was here for that. Yeah, DeJuan Wheat had 23. Aha. Uh-huh. So amazing too that no Louisville player until yesterday had twenty points in a game this year. That one, that one kind of shocked me a little mm-hmm. bit. I, that's you know, good news, bad news. Yeah. I mean, if you have a twenty-five guy, then he's your go-to guy. Mm-hmm. But if you have five or six guys hovering around double figures, any one of those guys can be the guy. Right, you're a little that's more. That's a hell of a coming out party. Exactly right. Dang he, he left some out there too. Of course, you're not going to make all your shots. I get it. Yeah, but he was really good. And, and I'll tell and I'll tell you this. And I think. Coach Patino would, I'm not going to want to put words in his mouth, but he would agree with me on this. If it wasn't for Quentin Snyder, if, 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 you, if Quentin Snyder wasn't the MVP, the guy who meant the most to that team last night, I know you're going to make, probably laugh when I say this, but, but hear me out. Don't is, say Mahmoud. Is Mango Mathiang. Okay. Well. Because he bodied up to Bam. He's the director. He's the veteran coach on the floor. See, at first I wasn't happy with Mango. And then when Mahmoud got in there, got pushed around, was just setting screens. Maybe they were wow. effective, but my word. But then he got the out-of-bounds save that, that kind of sealed things. It was one of the last couple of plays. Well, and Mango was... But Mango there were some was, empty minutes there. Mango was finishing uh, mm-hmm. defensively. I mean, he was he was going straight. That one time where he went straight up. Had he stayed down, it would have been a, it would have been a block. He went straight up. So there was a lot of different things. And you don't people don't realize... And every guy in that locker room to a man was saying the same thing that how much Mango means on defense. It's kind of, he's kind of getting to be Gorgie on defense. Where remember when Gorgie, we've talked about this, Russ would be out of place and Gorgie would pick him up basically mm-hmm. and move him around or whatever. And that's kind of becoming Mango. He's directing traffic. Interesting out there. you said that because if you just looked at the highlight stuff, you'd think Bam just owned it. He abused Mahmoud a couple of times and had a couple of highlight dunks. Right. But was he all around effective like Louisville's bigs? I mean, he was he was really good. Oh, and he's of course, really tough, of course. But he missed some. He, you know, he missed that point blank shot mm-hmm. when Mango kind of bodied him up, and basically it was a foul, or it looked like it was a foul. There was some they contact they let go, and there and was they, some they let cheesy go, contact you know? they called. Um, and then Bam just couldn't make free throws. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't even close on some of them. I mean, no fouling Bam is not a bad way to go. No, it looked like. Looked like he needed to go to the Anawaku underhanded there for a little bit. Well, I mean, he was give him a chance. It was fun. It was an interesting night. They needed it. They had some really big recruits in there. I talked to Malik Williams today, who was signed with Louisville, and he said that was crazy. He goes, that atmosphere was was ridiculous. It, and he goes, nobody sat down. I know Rick lamented. It's great for the fans the next four games with Virginia, Indiana, Notre Dame with all this coming up. Is it possible that schedule that daunting four game stretch? 
lessen the importance on this one where they're kind of focused on on the process of the season, not putting all the eggs in Kentucky like normal. Rick didn't, yeah. se- Rick didn't seem as tight in this one. Yeah, I think, Like, I'd love to get this one, but I got three more, man. They went to a movie on Tuesday. Which one? Uh, start the, the Rogue One. Oh, cool. They 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 went to they they had practice in the morning. The guys determined this. They had practice. He gave them some options. They had practice in the morning. They went to a movie. They they did a, a lunch and film session together combined. And went to a movie, relaxed. Was it a more then, relaxed preparation than normal? Then went then? out to then went out to dinner, and I think it was. He was very okay. relaxed. You know, when Paul and I did the uh, radio show. Monday night, yeah, because I'm getting my date now that it was midweek. I'm getting my dates confused. When Paul and I did the radio, when we did the radio show on Monday night with him, he was just relaxed. Mm -hmm. He was talking about Christmas presents and talking about you know just you could tell there was a different. There wasn't the it wasn't like in in past years. I felt like it was almost you're stepping on eggshells. God, I don't want to mention Kentucky. I don't want to. But here it was like it was pretty relaxed, and I, I I think it kind of. Fed off to the kids. And, and I think, too, once you get in the game and you realize, okay, wait a minute, we're not being outmanned here. They, they have some great athletes, but we're just as good a basketball team. Once that happens and you know you're in it, even though the games are typically close except for a couple in this series, right. I think it's easier to relax. Just make a couple plays well, down the stretch. Well, one of the NBA guys with some local ties, I won't, it was 23 NBA guys there last hmm. night. And this guy um, played for... One of the local teams here in, in in the state that was playing last night. Gotcha. And I was talking to him, and he goes, "Look, I would never say this publicly, and I'd, I'll kill you if you tell them my name." Who he is goes, it? But <laughs> he goes, "But when you look at both rosters, take the rosters mm-hmm. and not De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, who are freaking incredible and good kids, mm-hmm. great kids. But if you take the rosters, there's really not a lot of difference in the talent." And Louisville is as talented as they are in a lot of different places. Well, and I, I told this yesterday, and I forget the four guys, but if you go into Terry's studio back there, mm-hmm. like from 05, maybe 04, 03, somewhere in there, it's a senior poster. Right. And it's Kendall D'Artez, Luke Whitehead. Is it uh, Muhammad, Gerald Muhammad? Is that one of oh, the guys? Oh, Muhammad, I think. No, it... no, I'm not sure. no, it was a different Muhammad. Well, I yeah, It's I an obscure Muhammad, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that was the talent then. Yeah. Now, Kentucky's wasn't this. Right, but Louisville is recruiting has closed the gap, yeah. and it's good enough. And, and here's obviously, and, I, and I'll leave. Who does? Okay. Oh, let's get David in here. Start, uh, Cardinal Ricky. Sorry, man. You call back when you get a chance. I'll get right to you. Hey, David. Hey, what's up, underdogs? Hey, 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 Jody. I wanted to ask you a quick question. If could you go a little deeper uh, talking about the recruits who was who was there? I'm just curious. I hang up and listen. Thanks. All right. Um, yeah. Well, Romeo. Oh, Romeo. Wherefore, out there, Romeo, in the stands. In the stands last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lead, the new all-time leading scorer at New Albany as of Tuesday night. In the stands last night watching Louisville uh, win. Malik Williams, who is signed with Louisville, was there. Lou Gantz Dort, who is a six foot four Dort? Dort. D-O-R-T? D-O-R-T. The furniture guy? Lou Gantz Dort. Lou, I like name. that. Six foot four, top 50 player from 2015 class. He's a Canadian kid from Orlando. He was there. And then Courtney Ramey, who, besides Romeo, Anthony Simmons is committed in 2018 from Orlando. He's a top 25 guard. Mm -hmm. Besides Romeo, Courtney Ramey is their next top target in the class of 2018. He's my, what I think he's the best point guard in that class. Uh, He was there last night, and Louisville has really got a good chance. So Romeo is still a junior. 
Romeo's 2018 still a okay. junior. Okay, is, is he given any indication on favorites? I mean, everybody says it's Louisville, Duke, and Kentucky, but, you know, who not? I mean, he's got Compare everybody. him to somebody. I know he's one of those O.J. Mayo hype guys, but I mean, he, compare he, him to someone. He's really not compa- – I mean, it's it's so good. He's Look, I, I've seen I've seen Rajon Rondo, and I had the fortune of writing the first article on Rajon Rondo and D'Angelo Russell, so mm-hmm. I saw them throughout their careers. And Romeo is better at this stage than both of those guys were. Huh. Hmm. Now that's saying something. Yeah, and better attitude than Rondo, I'm guessing. Yes. Well, I've got a better attitude than Rondo. So do you. And and unlike so does Mutt. And un- unlike D'Angelo, he'll he'll stay here. I'm assuming knock on wood for New Albany fans and not go to a prep right. school. Which he doesn't give any indica- indications that he's heading off to a basketball no, factory. No, 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 he doesn't no. need to, to. And to me, that keeps Louisville at or near the top of mm-hmm. his list if he does that. When you go away, it takes the influence from the parents off. And, you know, yep. I don't know that Mama wants him to go too far, you know? Win a couple titles. Does Crean have any shot at this guy? Yeah, I think he does. Okay. I think he does. I mean, you know, you hear Louisville and Kentucky and Duke mentioned the most, but Indiana's in there. Everybody in there. Everybody's in there. Roy Williams right. was in. You know, Kansas has been. I mean, every every team in the country would want him. He is really, he is the best young player that I have seen since Rondo. Mm. As far as good. Oh, man. I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to have to. I, d- I didn't want to bet. How, how old is Romeo, by the way? No, he's legit. Like, I how think, old how, is he? How old is he? Oh, I, um, 17? 17, maybe? I never thought I'd be begging a 17-year-old kid to come to one of the schools in the area. But Duke doesn't need you. Kentucky definitely doesn't need you. Come to either Louisville or IU. It would be... Please, Romeo. It would be, it'll Romeo. be very interesting. Pen him a letter, Mike. Where for out thou, Romeo? Right. Thou and, uh, shouldest be heareth. And then Malik yes. Williams is the other guy that was there last night. He's already signed. He's the seven-footer for next year that, in four games this year, has already hit... Signed letter of intent? Still verbal. No, signed letter he of intent. He signed, okay. He's a seven-footer in four games this year. He's averaging 24 points a game. He's hit 13 threes in four games already as a seven-footer. Wow. Thank you, Jody. So, good stuff. Hey, real quick, yeah, before yeah. I let you go... The um, tripping incident or whatever. Right. The ACC is now looking at that. Well, look, I just had to bring up the fact that we're celebrating what an awesome game it was last night. Mm -hmm. And in Tobacco Road, they got a lot going on today. No, I mentioned that. They have uh, almost lost to Elon. Indefinite suspension. ACC looking into it. Men's basketball and football back on the table for Carolina, including the years covering two titles. It's a bad, bad day in Tobacco Road. And in the same day... You found out that Louisville's other chief competition, Kentucky, isn't necessarily better than them. Not a bad night. Not a bad night. It was fun. It was good. Everybody have a good Christmas, and uh, I will check in with you. Are you around next week? Yeah, yeah, No, no, no. I'm I'm back Thursday. Next Thursday? Yeah, Vanetti's in Tuesday and Wednesday. All right. I'll check in with Vanetti from Orlando, because I'm going to be in Orlando uh, on Tuesday. And uh, I'll play the whole Rick Pitino tonight. It was great 10 minutes last night, and he really gets into the rivalry. I'll play that tonight. Mud has something else for you. Grab your phones. Uh Uh-oh. No, I texted uh, Tony after the game. I said, you know, from now on, you're going to have to leave the city every time U of L and UK play. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah. No, I think that was totally what it was. He can't afford to do this trip each time. I think that was was totally what it was. Mm -hmm. Get him out of here. Get him out. He's of superstitious. Here. He vacuums when he's watching really tough games. I don't want to know what he does when he's watching tough games. That's what he says. I think va- I was vacuuming. <laughs> right. See you. Stay upstairs, Jackie. I'm vacuuming. Why don't I hear anything? Isn't it funny how um, when uh, when a player acts unsportsmanlike, Coach K 
actually goes over and talks to him. But when his player does it, it's just uh, it's just growing pains. Oh, just, exactly. Yeah. He, but the meltdown afterward was almost more pathetic than the trip. Yeah, it was. You just saw right there, Grace and Allen, that your NBA future may be sketchy at best. That dude wasted you, and you tripped him, and you pouted like a wussy without a W. Yeah. Can I take this caller before a break? Or are Go we that it, far late? Dun, 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 dun. It's Chris. It's Chris. Okay. Let's get Chris in here before the break. Hey, Chris, thanks for waiting. Colonel Chris. Colonel Chris, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, just a couple real quick points. Number one, you guys are now actually thinking that you're going to land a top recruit in Romeo Langford. Wow. You got Rick Pitino. The freshman's not going to want to go to Louisville and sit on the bench and learn the defenses, learn the offenses. That's a pipe dream. Okay. Well, welcome to five years ago. Thank you for yeah, calling. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's now. You're not going to get Langford. Move on. All right. Second. Go Kayets. Let's take a break. 571-7900. <laughs> Dave Jennings, Click It or Ticket, Afternoon Underdogs. Right now it's Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over. 790 KRD. 790 KRD. We don't have HG's number. We have the Ghetto Gazette's hotline, but they're off for the holidays. Or they're ignoring us. Feel free, HG, to call in today. Congratulate the Cardinals, the team you secretly love, and the fan base you adore. 571-7900. Lines have opened up for the first time in a while since we talked to Jody for a bit. So hop on in, 571-7900. Get your thoughts in on last night's 73-70. My biggest takeaway in that game was Kentucky wasn't a heck of a lot better than Louisville. In fact, last night they were not. They didn't shoot well. Louisville left stuff out there. That was a heavyweight fight. Two teams capable of a Final Four. On the floor, a game that could have gone either way. I never got the sense. There was one point in the first half of Kentucky that had like a seven- or eight-point lead. And they had a couple of runouts, and Bam had a couple of plays, and the guards are just silly, stupid, good, long, fast. I'm sorry, when, when Monk, second and three-pointer, I'm sorry, second in the dunk contest, one, whatever it was, he's a freak. You thought at that point it could get away. Louisville closed the gap, and from that point on, it was run against run against run. Back and forth, could have gone either way, went Louisville's way. But in the end, Louisville is good enough. That was not a fluke to go a long way. If you're not already on board the train... Vance Bedford says, get on. 571-7900. Interesting sideline from the Duke story. If you missed it, Grayson Allen had his third trip in two years, by far the most egregious. He has been indefinitely suspended. Duke doesn't play for nine days, so that could mean he doesn't even sit out. But we'll see what he does. Coach K was kind of defiant last night, and then the outrage happened. So then Coach K decided to suspend him indefinitely and kind of snivel and get that little fival face going and wonder what should be next, what would be appropriate. Because he's not, well, he's kind of immune from criticism, but not for this. So the interesting thing is, this little Elon guy goes past him. What's his name? The Elon player who was assaulted by Grayson Allen's foot, Jack Tripper. His first name was Santa. Grayson Allen tripped Santa last night. That's got to get you five games right there. A week before Christmas. Unless you're in Philadelphia, and that gets you the key to the city. Let's get in a quick call here or two before we get to the break. DJ. Yes, I wanted to touch, uh, have you guys to uh, reach out to that at Hater that just called in before the break, get his address so I can send him some Hater aid for his Christmas gift. 
Yeah, I hope, I hang I, up yeah, I, hope I hope Romeo is listening to that. I say, Romeo, you can play for a fan base that will appreciate you, or a fan like that who, if you don't go to their school, will say, we recruited over you anyway and didn't want you. Cal got off of you two weeks ago. Thank you, DJ. You're going to get that kind of reaction. Instead of, congratulations, Louisville, great game. You think you got a shot with Romeo. That was cute. Our young team in your arena, you you got us. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I think Cal's going to drop the Louisville game now? Oh, it could be. I think it could happen. It's got to go neutral site now. He'll start floating around a poll. Which which uh, rivalry do you think we can drop? And I didn't think though that there was any threat to the players at any point. Do you? Didn't I don't seem think like so, they though. were in, like because at Indiana that's just a scrum. I mean, now I was actually you know what watching the game I was like okay it's been a long time for a Louisville and and you know what uh, UK was being a good sport and I like the interviews and stuff. No, the kids Look, are how great. How can you not like Fox and Monk They're and all great that? Kids. Cal's been fine through this whole thing. And then I saw a video of them stomping on the Cardinal head mm-hmm. right before the game, and I was like, ah, screw those guys. When does that work? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You profess to be friends through AAU. You do that for the fans. And then who bites you in the biscuits? The Karma Chameleon. That's it. Do we have time for another call? Go for it. All right. Thanks for waiting, Cody. Hey, what's going on? It's got a couple things I want to talk about. Sure. Um, I think the job that Dangadell did last night on Malik Monk is crazy. I mean... He didn't. I think he. What did he finish from three? I think one for eight right after being flaming hot against North Carolina and one for nine. Seven. Oh, one for nine. He was one for nine. Yeah, I remember he hit that last one, and then whenever he had the chance to tie the game, I was like, "Oh God, he's going to hit this. They're going to go into overtime." Thankfully, he missed. He had a pretty good look at that too. Oh yeah. And also with also with the game coming up at Virginia, I mean, the, those are just two of the best defensive teams in the nation. Final score of that game might be thirty-five to thirty-four, but. Overall, great performance from the Cards last night, and just looking forward to a heck of a season. Thanks, guys. Tell you what, I like their chances against Virginia after watching this game a lot better. Virginia's nowhere near as athletic as Kentucky. Nobody really is. But playing a half court and slowing a team down like Kentucky, Virginia likes to do that anyway. This Louisville team seems better at it, despite their droughts, but Virginia's also a drought machine also. I said also and also. Does that negate it? I don't know. 571-7900. Montage kind of summing up last night before, during, and after. And your calls when we get back. People are calling for you, HT. You always say you're a crow eater. Prove it. 790 KRD. They play at a pace uh, that's incredible gives you nightmares to try and defend and come up with choreograph a defense to, to play it. They're long. Um, they'll mix it up and play different ways. They switch. So they could switch pick and rolls. They switch one through five at times. Uh, they'll play their matchup zone and, and they'll tilt it to somebody to take away guys. We don't have the athletes that Kentucky has to to play at that pace, certainly. Um, our front court doesn't run as fast as their front court does, but certainly our wings can do that, and we're going to try to do it. Uh, you know, so it's going to be an entertaining. F- we don't want to let our fans down either. So let's let's play ping pong. I'm happy when it's over. Just get it done because everybody makes it life for death, and it's not life for death. It's worse than that. Bounce pass from Mitchell out top to Spalding. Hands away to Snyder. Deep three from out front. Hugh buried it. Oh, that's all that's all right. 
Ball comes up court for the cards. Pushes the pass ahead to Mitchell. Loops it back out top to Spalding. Ray on Willis. Back door to Snyder. Takes inside. Layup good. Up high is Mitchell to clear a rebound. Mitchell down the middle of the floor. Off to Adele. Pulls up for a three. Got it. Two quick threes for Adele. Louisville takes its first lead. And John Calipari wants a timeout. Louisville will inbound from the baseline. Snyder to throw it in. Cards line up single file along the lane again. Snyder gets it into Matt Yang on the perimeter on the right. Snyder goes to get it. Throws up another wild throw. Slam dunk by Johnson. That's what he tried to do last time. Pack house standing and cheering at the big yum. Cardinals up by four. Pass goes to the middle to Briscoe. Steps, spins, and pulls. Put it up. Leaves it up for Mitchell. Front right three. Good. Ding. Gives to Snyder. Clinton out straight away. Lobs it. Caught. Put up and in by Adele. Wow, that was a gutsy lob pass by Quentin Snyder, giving him five assists. Mitchell now pull up jumper in the circle. Short. Rebound dug out by Adele. Back to Mitchell. Over to Snyder. He's open. Tees up a three that misses. And the rebound. Mahmoud claims it. Saves it into Adele. Great hustle. Fires under for a dunk by Johnson. Well, the offensive rebounding. We talked the importance of that. You saw it on that possession. Adele drives it off to the side. Off to Snyder. Eight to shoot. Snyder out deep. Snyder behind the back dribble. Fakes. Throws one up in close and put it in. They move by Snyder, almost drew contact on a foul. Snyder guarded by Fox, Snyder backs out. Snyder five to shoot. Hugh dips in, now goes, gets to the rim and scores! Oh, what a move by Snyder! Took the big guy to school, still only two possessions though. Even Q with a hint of a grin as he backs down court. Timeout, Kentucky. Then goes off to Mitchell. Back near midcourt with 13 on the shot clock. Guarded by Fox. Picked up by Adebayo on a drive. Takes it to the rim. Missed it. Rebound. Put back up and in by Jalen Johnson. Offensive rebounding. Two-possession game again. Think about Mitchell. Last two minutes of a close game. He does not run and hide under the bed. <laughs> he is going to be in there making plays. This will make it a three-point game. He got it. it takes Timeout. Timeout. Louisville. The lead is 3, 73-78.2. Fox is at the midcourt stripe. He's the deepest man, but they're going to run him off a pick to get the ball. No, it comes into Briscoe. Briscoe drives it up the right side. Briscoe hands it to Monk. Monk, top of the key, three to tie. Short, no good. Louisville rebounds. Dingadell dribbles out the clock, and the winning streak ends at four in the Battle of the Bluegrass for Kentucky as Louisville prevails on its home court 73 to 70. Boy, what a ball game. Monk near midcourt. Here's Willis. Gets it into Briscoe. Runs it over half court. Six seconds. Briscoe hands off. Here's Monk. Pull up quick three. Missed it. Bounces to the floor. Adele has it. And time runs out. And the Louisville Cardinals win it. 73-70 over the Kentucky Wildcats. John Calipari just smiled and said great game to Rick Pitino as they shook hands. And a jubilant Louisville team will celebrate a victory over Kentucky, 73-70. On the 21st of December, we're not good enough to go in an opponent's court.
court that's a top 10 team and win. We're not. They're better than us right now. We just kept in timeouts talking about the Baylor game, how we didn't execute when we got a little tired. And Mango was a great leader in the timeouts and did a terrific job. It's a great win for them. They'll have a better Christmas than us. No one laughs. What's everybody mourning? These all are fans. There are no Louisville fans here. Click It or Ticket proudly presents the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Tony Benetti and Dave Jennings. That's just Dave here. Joy to the World Rivalry Reinvigoration Part 2. It is complete after Louisville 73-70 to win at home. Taking your calls, your thoughts on the game. Obviously a heavyweight title fight. Some skepticism going in. Boy, Kentucky looks really good when they're on. They're longer. They're more athletic. They have another host of NBA players. Youth, yes, but lots of talent. Louisville, too many droughts. They're good on defense. Can they stop those guys, though? Yes, 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 and no, and yes, and yes, and yes. Whichever way you want to answer, that equals really good basketball team beat really good basketball team. That means good things moving forward for both. But the rivalry is a little healthier. Yes, after the football game, and now after the basketball game. Should make for a fun off season, and hopefully the rest of this college basketball season. As I think both of these teams are Final Four capable, based on what we've seen around the country. Duke struggles with Elon. Jack Tripper is at it again. Grayson Allen indefinitely suspended. We'll see what Krzyzewski actually does. Does he bow to public pressure for the first time in his career? Possibly. We shall see. And North Carolina gets their third notice of allegations. This one updated, reintroducing, geez, because that's who it affected all along, men's basketball and football. The official years now, 2002 to 2011, What's included in there, not saying they will be affected, but they're within that span, the 2005 and 2009 national titles. I'm not a Carolina basher, but when my school gets hammered for one exam and they're about to skate, it looks like they're being unskated, but we shall see. March 13th now, North Carolina has to respond to this. This started, by the way, in 1961. So March 13th of 2017, then the NCAA has time. So this will wrap up, I don't know. Sometime around 2116. 571 7900. Kendrick Haskins coming up, but a couple of guys held through the break. So we get to Kelly first. Hello, Kelly. Hey, what's going on? Uh, just want to give congrats to Louisville. They, uh, they outplayed UK and uh, they deserved it. And it was a great basketball game. Yeah. I mean, there was things I wish UK would have done differently, but I mean, Louisville might have had something to do with that anyway. So, uh, but it was a great game and, uh, Maybe they can meet back up again in the Final Four or even the championship game. Uh, well, but, ba- based uh, on, as know, a Louisville fan, Kelly, based on the last couple of times that's happened in the tournament, I would hope someone else bothers uh, with Kentucky first. <laughs> well, Definitely. I tell you what, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not HC or anything, but I'm pretty obnoxious at times. But I wanted to call and give my congrats. And like I said, it was a great game. And I, I was bummed, but, you know, I, it wasn't like, you know, just I guess the football win helped that out quite a bit. And, that being said, right there, uh, name another rivalry out there where both schools care just as much about the football game or the basketball game. I, know. I don't think it's out there. So, well, I Kelly, now, now that it's happened, I, I know UK fans hate the hypotheticals, but now that it's happened, if you could flip a script right now and snap your fingers and reverse what just happened, Louisville wins the football game. They're in the Orange Bowl. Kentucky wins last night. Would you trade it? 
No. Uh-uh. All right. No way. No way. I, I tell you what, I, uh, UK needed that football win, and Louisville needed that basketball mm-hmm. win last night. I'm, I'm very content with the way things are. Thank you, Kelly. You're not really obnoxious. You're a proud fan, but you give it to the other team when they have it coming to them. So that's kind of a lovable obnoxious. I've been told that's me sometimes. Maybe not the lovable part. Hello, Wayne. Hey, what's going on, Dave? Hey, Wayne, how are you? Where you been? Man, I ain't been nowhere. You the one. Oh, I don't ain't know catch up with you guys no Orleans more, man. Is the one. You, you kicked Benetti out of the studio, man. What's up? He is, he's, in, he's hanging with Minnie Mouse. He's got a thing. <laughs> well, man, you know, it's always good to talk to you, man. It, it was good last night. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've always stuck to my guns. Uh, you know, I and I got a buddy that used to live in Louisville. He was in Lexington. He calls me and hangs up. I called him back. What you do that for, man? You didn't make no plays. <laughs> but, but I always, but I always have to tell him though. I said, I don't care who you get, man. You're not gonna win no championship starting three and four freshmen. I don't care how good they are. And and I always use my example of the five five. They didn't do it, and Calipari's not gonna do it either. You got to have some seasoning, man. And you you can build it, and you can have two 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 maybe three of them in there. But you got to have some good veterans. Kentucky ain't got no bench, and they really don't have no good veterans. It's the same thing. And he, you know, Calipari makes the same argument. Well, we we started four freshmen and a, and a sophomore. Whose fault is that? Build a team, man. Quit quit turning over. Build a team, and and then you you have something. You know, you you can't. Uh, uh, that strategy is not going to work. It's it's good they get them all, but my question my question I pose to anybody. Okay, what's the sense of getting all that great talent, but you ain't got but one championship to show for it? And and I and I always say, you know, just because you get all those all Americans, that don't they don't guarantee you nothing. And a, a prime example, I always use one team. They didn't have no McDonald's all Americans with uh, Butler when they, when they went back to back to the final four. You remember that? And that one year, that, that last year, they should have won it, but they were determined they were not going to let Butler win because they were playing Duke and they stole it from Butler. But that's okay. But you you get you get what you earn, and it was Louisville's time. They did what they had to do. Uh, Kentucky won the football game, which broke my heart. But oh, sure. It's, it's okay. It's okay, but and I, I still say this Louisville team has got a, a good shot. These next three games, you know, like Patino says, one at a time. So that's what they'll do, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's a long season, man, and on any given day, anybody can get beat. All right, Wayne, I appreciate the call. We're going to get to Kendrick Haskins here. Kendrick, it's silly to think that Cal's system doesn't work. I mean... That you had a young team and they missed some shots and they made some bad decisions. But for all the critics of Cal, he just rolls it out there and lets them play. His comments after games don't don't dissuade that notion. Where I suggest I'd like him to shoot a little more or drive a little more, and, and we'll sort it out and we'll bench some people and and that kind of thing. He kind of lets them learn by making mistakes, which is one way to coach, and it certainly works. It, I mean, it works. I mean, it's. I mean, you can't call it a failure, but I mean, oh, no. you know. You can, but you can see his point. I mean, if you're measuring it with championships and with all the number one recruiting classes they've had, and for them to only have one championship, I mean, you, you're always you're going to have that knock until he, until he wins another one. Well, it's one of those things. If you decide a national title, not based on the body of work in a season, but on one tournament where you have to be perfect for six straight games, all the talent in the world. So many examples throughout history of the best teams. I mean, how many times in the last 20 years has the best team won the national title based on what we thought going in? Probably not a time. Right, it's probably probably only a handful. I mean, I would think that 12 Kentucky team, probably the 13 U of L team. Mm-hmm. But I mean, was Villanova necessarily better than North Carolina last year? Not really. Mm, I don't know. 
You know, it's it's, a, it's not always the best team. It's just who gets hot at the right time in March. Now, if we decided to do my way, and then once we got to the Elite Eight, we reseeded, and like the College World Series played double elimination. So if Kentucky or Louisville lost a game, they could come out of the loser's bracket? How much fun would that be? That would be a more true way of finding who out, finding out who is the best team if they'll, they'll never do. Well, I'm never, I won't say never because as long as there's money involved, there's always a chance that that would happen. More games equal more money. Yeah, the bowl games will never go away or there'll never be a title playoff. Well, here it is. So we'll see what happens. They, oh, they've listened to me on a couple of things like the ACC and uh, the, the four-team playoff through the bowls. But anyway, your thoughts overall, Kendrick? Go. It was a great game. I was telling Mud, it was that was one of the loudest games I've ever heard in the KFC Yump Center. I mean, it was so loud in there. It was the the atmosphere was great throughout the game, before the game, all the way through the game, even at halftime when they brought Lamar out uh, and presented him with his Heisman Trophy in front of the fans. That whole thing was awesome. Was it cold in there? <laughs> no, but I mean, it, well, if you're from Florida, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's just a look, I'm sure, that the puffy jacket and the hat. Yeah, you know, those jackets, though, I mean, I have one of those. They, they're they puffy, but they're still thin. And that's, they're really not that warm. So, I mean, but he had the toboggan on and everything. Yeah, he looked like he was um, ice fishing out there. <laughs> it's funny. The, Lamar could have had on one of those uh, plastic noses with the sunglasses, but the shape of the hair under the hat gave it away. <laughs> it was, but the funny thing is, was how many fans were there with uh, some kind of replica of his jacket from the Heisman Trophy. Oh yeah, ceremony. And so, but it was fun. I mean, it, it was fun. I mean, I think U of L fans, even if they would have, and of course, if they lost, they'd been upset. But I think they still would have come away with that was a great game because it was a great game throughout, um, back and forth. I, uh, a couple buddies of mine that I know they're Kentucky fans even were like, "This game is awesome." And that was like in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was just because, I mean, UK had their run early, then UofL made their, it was just runs back and, it seemed like every, every time someone stopped a run by the other team, they would go on a little run of the, run themselves. And it was like, U, UofL would be on like a 6 or 7 0 run, then Kentucky would get a basket or a bam dunk, and then they go, they'd rattle off about seven, eight points in a row, then UofL would come down. It was, it was, it was like you, you described it perfectly. It was a heavyweight fight. And, and what's interesting is those runs never, I mean, they dissipated quickly. Someone get up by seven, and 90 seconds later, it's gone. It wasn't chipping away at a lead. Right. It was like, it was like watching, it, and I give college basketball credit. It's been like that with a lot of games this year. It's like the old college basketball, the college basketball that you fell in love with at an early age when people could actually score. <laughs> and, and, you know, it is starting to get back. I mean, look at the, some of the scores in these games this year. I mean, last night's game aside, I mean, that Kentucky-North Carolina game, scoring that game. It's just been so many games that are high scoring. The scoring is so much better this year. And it's amazing how much more entertaining the uh, game is when the ball is actually going through the basket. Well, I'm sure the NCAA will pat themselves on the back for the officiating changes, and we'll see about that. But it's also, yeah, I think you have better non-conference games this year that we've seen. And it's, it's been those games that have been the really entertaining ones. Right, and then, you know, I'm, if I sound a little distracted, it's because I have a certain person in here who keeps asking my intern if I've disparaged him on the radio yet. Ooh. I'm not going to name Kent's name, but, you know. Mm. Why, would, why would you disparage him at this point? Right. Well, how often, I mean, when do I disparage Kent? Well, weekly, but, I mean, why I, after that game? <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you know, for us, the game is... Just another Wednesday. <laughs> we'll be right back doing something else next week. But 
with with him, he's he's so fragile sometimes. That's a sign of massive insecurity, typically. Yeah, you know, I come in bearing gifts for the kid, and like he's just been berating me ever since I've come in. It's just really a tense workplace well he's he's worried that he's dominate part two i mean you once upon a time were working with bob bob's gone could kendrick get something to do with that could it be talent could it be subversion could i be next you know you know what it is i think kent is just he's, he's just he's just an angry person why is that do you think kendrick talk to me yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's got a great kid, he's got a great wife, has a great job, he's good at what he does. I don't know why he's so angry. But he's angry. He's angry because you didn't finish the compliment. He's, he's good at what he, and then moved along. <laughs> now he's walking over here. He's that's like a Vanetti compliment, by the way. That, that half-sentence compliment followed by an insult. That's a Vanetti compliment. You know, speaking of Vanetti, I've I've not been on the radio with that guy in like two months. He saved up all his yeah. vacation time and all his money to go to, to uh, Mickey World. Why didn't he just wait till next week? He scheduled this a long time ago, because usually this is the Saturday after Christmas, so he thought he was well, coming yeah. back before the game, and then they announced the game time. That's a total of a netty move. Of course it is. The other big story <laughs> last night, Kendrick, was Jack Tripper was at it again, Grayson Allen, and this one, as far as tripping goes, borderline down assault. I don't know how he wasn't thrown out of the game by the official. I mean, he kicked him. I mean, that was more than a trip. He full-out kicked him in the back of the leg and then sits over there and throws a temper tantrum on the bench. I mean, the temper tantrum alone should have gotten him kicked out of the game. I don't know how the officials didn't kick him out of the game. Because it's Duke and Mike Krzyzewski, that's why. <laughs> and how defiant he was after the game. Oh. I was like, give me a break. Looked awful. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, he missed the initial cute little trip, which isn't cute anymore. And then once he did it, and by the way, the guy's last name was Santa. So he tripped Santa <laughs> aggressively in that game. <laughs> I mean, I've never. I mean, I've never even talked to the guy. I've just seen him the two times that Neil Bell has played him since he's been there. With, I guess it was with three times. And but that's obviously something else going on there more than just he's just gets he's over competitive. I think that was the excuse Coach K used last year. It's it's more than that. Something's going on there. He's a wussy. That's what's wrong. <laughs> and I have to use the W because I'm not Howard Stern. Right. I'm sure if we were drinking some beer somewhere. Oh, that's the only word that applies. Someone needs to lay him out. <laughs> but, but, but the rest of college basketball, the rest of the players respect the rules and don't retaliate that way. He does not. No accountability. Right. And I, I can't even think of anybody in college basketball who would lay, lay him out. I'm surprised it hasn't happened. But I guess it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those things with bullies. That they know who they can pick on, and so the guys he's all three guys he's picked on are not really guys that's going to turn around and smack him in the mouth. But what kind of yeah, wussy so. bully does this? This is like getting a little flower that squirts water. <laughs> I mean, really, it is so it's so because it's not even like he does it subtly. I mean, they're like right out in the open where everybody can see. Him. The Florida State one was literally at half court, right in front of the referee. And that was that was a cute little behind. Uh, it was a no look trip. That was at least one he kind of tried to hide, kind of. <laughs> it wasn't quite as blatant, but, I mean, even though it was right at half court, but he did at least was behind his leg. Everyone else is blatantly just sticking his leg out. It's I can't compare weird. him to anybody. All I come up with is, is Winona Ryder. Well, at, the, <laughs> at the height of her career, she's shoplifting for some reason. I mean, the closest I can think of, athletically, maybe Bill Lane Beer. 
because he he would do a little dirty stuff. But again, with Bill Lane Beer, it was subtle until the punches started getting thrown. Well, he, he's also six eleven and kind of a thick dude. He, he not a lot of well, guys are going to turn around and take a swing at him. But the funniest thing was, is Bill Lane Beer said, "Fight, he always lost those fights." <laughs> Typical with the bully, you turn around, punch him in the mouth, he goes away. Any thoughts, Kendrick, on the North Carolina thing? Now, a third notice of allegations. Basketball and football prominently mentioned again, as they should be, and both titles are now within the window of jeopardy. I, when when the NCAA actually grows a player and actually does something to North Carolina, let me know. All these notices, and then because now it's going mean, to even with the notice of allegations, okay, that drags out another what ninety days or something. So like March thirteenth, <laughs> March thirteenth. Right. No, so another 30-something is whatever. When they're going to actually do something, let me know. Yeah, I think uh, some of these kids or some of these guys' kids will be affected at North Carolina down the road. Right. I mean, it's going to be guys' grandkids, like Raymond Felton's grandchild might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> might have to feel it. <laughs> well, thank you, Kendrick. we got to roll. I'm late for a break. Tell Kent you did not disparage him today. I will. And every, you and all your listeners have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Kendrick. See ya. We'll take a break. 561-0011. If you call that number, like, what, AirServe? I meant to call the underdogs. I meant to call Dave today, talk about that game. Well, as long as I got you on the line, can you clean my HVAC system? Yes, they can. And you can trust them to do it. It's like going to the doctor or taking your car, and you know it's going to be bad news. So if I just let it go, I'll get used to the noise or the ache. Everything's going to be fine. They might tell me something really awful, and that's going to be expensive. Or worse yet, with the HVAC industry, they might... Tell me something that I can't verify because I don't know what the heck I'm doing, and I write a big check that maybe I didn't need to write. That's where you can trust AirServe. Other companies like Home Depot and the new Costco on Bartstown Road said, we need a company that can be our contractor that we can trust with our image in the field. They both went with, both went with AirServe, and they don't do boats unless you need a little air conditioner on your big boat, and I think they actually do that too. Five six one double oh double one number one on Angie's list. Though are you, those are your reviews. A-plus, Better Business Bureau. If you call one of the guys on TV, before you do that, and some of them are good, some of them aren't. I've heard the stories. I heard who he respects, who he doesn't necessarily. Never says a bad word, but just tells honest stories. Go to the Better Business Bureau site, bbb.com or .org, I think it is, and check them out first. Look at the number of complaints. Look who doesn't have them, and look who does. AirServe doesn't. 561-0011, AirServe. Back with your calls and more. And Hater Tyrone, wherefore art thou? Hmm. And John Bull was really, really negative in his assessment yesterday about Louisville's chances. We'll give him a call next. We'll make it a wave segment on 790K. Jennings, back with you. Congratulations to the University of Louisville for their 73-70 win over Kentucky. Congratulations to Kentucky, an excellent basketball team who came up a little bit short. Also, congratulations, as long as we're doing it, to Andrew and Richard, winners of our Guest the Score contest. They'll pick up four tickets to the Sports Fest at the Fair and Expo Center early January. Then later in the month, the Deer and Turkey Expo. Andrew was one point off, guessing 73-69. Richard, two points off with 75-70. My 76-72 pick, Louisville winning, would have tied for fourth. John Bull from Wave 3 would not have been in it. And, John, there are so many games, and this is why I don't gamble. There's a line that will jump out at you, and you will say, if I had... A, a mortgage to, to provide. If I had a farm to bet, if I had a boat or a car, I'd bet everything I own because this line doesn't make sense, and almost every time I would lose. 
Yes. Uh, to refresh our listeners, if they did not hear yesterday, my Wednesday 445 segment, I uh, told everybody I had my U of L trunks on. I was cheering for U of L, but if I was a gambler, I actually wanted to borrow against my house yesterday and bet a hundred thousand mm. dollars on Kentucky covering that. that. That is why I don't gamble. Um, and yes, all you trolls who hit me up on Twitter, <laughs> you got me. Okay, man, Dave, you must have a lot of listeners because they hit me up big time. Um, so who trolls worse? Do Louisville fans troll you worse or Kentucky fans when it doesn't go their way? Uh, the Kentucky fans are way worse trolls. Way worse. They hit deep. They'll co- when uh, Wisconsin beats Kentucky in the Final Four, I went into work the next day, and my, my producer said, John, I seriously thought they were going to firebomb your house. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but that being said, awesome game. If Kentucky could have hit some free throws, I mean, it would have been a different story. But L deserved it. They played harder. Um I, I thought going into the game that if they played a seven-game series, mm-hmm. U of L might win one. Now I really think it would be a four-three seven-game series. Um, they're just tough, and we we learned a lot. Okay, we learned that U uh, of L does everything really, really well, and we learned that Kentucky is a three-man team. Uh, and I don't, you know, yeah, they're going to get better, but I don't know how much better. And they've only got potential really in those three positions, because I don't see any of those other dudes really getting much better. So well, Kentucky doesn't want to have to rely on hot-shooting Monk to beat really good teams, and the other problem is they have plenty of great tests, but they lost two of them to Louisville and UCLA, and then the second half of their season is typically bunnies in the SEC, so you've got to take these lessons learned and move forward in the next year and remember them. Yeah, that's a good point, and, and how much, your point being, how much better are they going to get with this passy schedule? That's a great point. While Louisville has the sky's the limit, some of these guys Donovan and and Q and these guys can get so much better. I think, and um, so I, man, I think U of L is going to be the toughest out of the entire tournament. When you can play defense um, like that, you're going to be in any game against anybody. Yeah, and they show, but the thing they showed me, I knew their defense was like that, but they showed me they got some offense, some really good offense, and. Those guys are all on us, and all those guys are going to get better. Um, so I just thought it was a great game. Um, I, I thought it exposed a couple things. That, that old bad cliche everybody always says about Coach Cal is just not that good. He's a great recruiter, but I just rolled the ball out and let him play. Man, he showed that. They didn't do anything differently. Um, that was lame. Uh, the coaching effort on that side, but uh, well, his comments and, and really, don't his comments don't dissuade that notion. He talks about well, I suggested he should probably drive more, and if he doesn't, well, we'll we'll talk with the bench time and that kind of thing. Like there's there's not a plan or an in game adjustment to actually yeah, demand. What kind of coaching is that exactly? Right, demand uh, that more. change. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's lame. Um, the only guy I, I like guys who play hard. Like Q played hard. Um, uh, De'Aaron Fox was playing hard. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Monk acted like it was a big joke the whole game, like just like whatever, man. Which is really was his bad rap. I was reading an article about where he's projected to go in the pros, and there were a couple guys who said, "Oh, number one pick," and some guys who said bottom half of the first round, and they were citing his attitude. And I kind of see that after that, you know, that effort. Hey, that's okay if you go zero for seven from three right. before you hit that deep one. But you gotta like be dialed in, like De'Aaron Fox and Q and and Mango and some of these guys, man. Like 
the, the thing that, the reason why Villanova won the tournament last year, they played hard all five all the time. You don't see that from Kentucky. Well, Monk reminded me of a little bit. He seems like a great kid. I saw his interview during talking about shooting squirrels. I'm not a fan of that, but I'm not a hunter, so oh well. There's plenty of squirrels, I, I guess. I've shot a few squirrels in my life. Oh, yeah, squirrels. Hey, Dave, squirrels are rodents. They're rats. You can shoot them. It's okay. Okay. Well, I'll let someone else shoot them. I will not care. I went to a party one time, and there was. I said, "Is there any food? I've had enough beer." And there was these weird, sprawled out pieces of meat in a pan with squirrel. I did not eat it <laughs> or go to another party there again. <laughs> I got you on that. Yes, I, I I I did plenty of hunting in my life, but I I always gave it to my buddy's dad. I never I couldn't do it. I couldn't dress it out. Hunting squirrels had a whole different meaning in college, but that's a, that's another story. But Monk Monk kind of reminded me of that that football player that's not having a great game, or his team is down by thirty and he sacks the quarterback and dances. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking too as I was watching it. Because um, I kept hearing he was kind of mugging yeah. at the bench. He'd make a shot. Or a shot, and then mug at the bench. It's like, uh, okay, you're in a tough game here. He didn't seem like like he didn't seem upset when he went out with ten minutes to go in the first half. Um, yeah, he's mugging it up. I don't know, man. He's got to he's got to get more dialed in. That's why I love watching De'Aaron Fox. And that, by the way, that was their only offense. I mean, what just he was crazy, flamboyantly crazy, trying to make something happen on a team that only has three players. Long as I have you, your thoughts on Jack Tripper? Finally getting suspended. We'll see what happens. Grayson Allen with Duke who tripped Santa. Um, yeah, I have watched plenty of that, and I kind of agree. I was watching first take, and I, I agree with the, the, mo- the more disturbing thing than the trip was his reaction to the bench. He's, he's, his elevator does not go to the top. Something's really, really wrong with that guy. And I was asking today at work, like, with this uh, – uh, with the guy for the Warriors uh, from Michigan State, what's his name? Um, Draymond Green. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Yep. Draymond Green. Thanks, um, With the whole kicking people all the time and now the tripping thing with Grayson, like, I don't get that. What, like, why do you keep doing that? And today there was a great interview. I always was a big fan of uh, Coach K. Uh-huh. And Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick did a great interview with him today, and he asked, Coach K, a really simple, obvious question. He said, well, you know, what did he say to you as to why he keeps doing this? And Coach K went off on him, like, well, everybody makes mistakes. You've made mistakes multiple times. He's like, yeah, yes, but, but, but Dan said, when, when one of my kids makes the same mistake over and over again, I say, what, what is right. going on here to where you're making the same mistake? And Coach K was just arrogant. And, well, you know, my leadership skills, and I've proven I can do this, and blah, blah, blah. Um, no, he's proven he's just he another he never, guy that will do what it takes to win and keep players eligible. He scolded another kid on another team, you're better than that, and won't do the same know, for he's a hypocrite five-old dude. Right, and then he won't answer legitimate questions about, like, how he's handling this. So I lost a lot of respect for him in the interview. And, of course, he would never answer the question about what is indefinite mean, like one game, couple games. You know, I'll be able to tell. Well, you know exactly what he'll be able to tell. He'll be able to tell. It won't be five games because five games down the road, I believe, is Louisville, right? I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't say uh, seven games suspension. I'm sorry, seven days suspension. They don't play for nine days. Right. No, you watch. He'll be magically eligible right Mm -hmm. in time for Louisville. You watch. But I tell you what took a hit. His pouting looked like Daddy bought me a real estate company, and I wanted to be a financial advisor. 
And he pouted and pouted yeah. and pouted. That's what it looked like, and it's pathetic. And he got burned by a little dude from Elon, and he assaulted him with his foot. I know, and he's, like I said, he's got some type of serious problem going on, mental mental problem, the way he acted on the bench. So I don't know where that's going, but you know I have lots of bitterness because, what, two years ago, it was him, Grayson Allen, who kept driving the hoop, mm-hmm. not getting called for, for bowling over Badgers in and Duke won the championship. So that was in the Lion King yeah. bowling for oh, I was bowling for buzzards. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. And, and one last yeah, thing, the other big story. Ranting, yeah, go ahead. About the North Carolina thing. That was I was going to ask you. Yep. Um, that is to me. That's like the headline to me. Um, out of all this stuff, uh, what North Carolina has gotten away with, the papers, the players turned in. I'm hoping. I'm hoping and praying the NCAA does right. Finally. With this, um, I, I've got my doubts, but it's just—you're right. They, like what they've done is so much worse than all this other stuff. What Florida State has done, and what you know, the Cam Newton thing and Reggie Bush—it's just so much worse. It goes to the heart of what they're supposed to be policing, and uh, public pressure got to K for a little bit here. I guess we'll see what he actually does with Grayson Allen, but maybe—and it wasn't an overt backlash. It was sports talk shows and and people like me and you and other people that have a chance to talk about the hypocrisy of what they do to one school versus another. Then to come out in a notice of allegations after twenty years of academic fraud and remove men's basketball and football who kept players eligible for two decades was insane. Yeah. Yeah, um, and they always say that, uh, that you know they don't pay attention to what the media is doing and all that. Back in that interview with Coach K today, he said that he hasn't paid attention to what the media is doing. Oh, they always say yes, that. Yes, he was. Remember last night, the halftime of the Louisville game? Mm-hmm. The whole halftime was about that. I mean, that's a big deal. Thank you, John Bull. Anything else before I let you go? No, I just uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas, and uh, thank you all for uh, helping uh, Wave 3 Sunrise go last to first here in the ratings, Woo! and uh, it's going to be a great year coming up, and uh, we've got lots of great stuff. We've got to start mobilizing for Derby. You know, once you get past the first of the year, we oh. focus on Derby. Don't even say the D-word. So, Don't even say it. Hey, no, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Dave, I was going to bring this up yesterday. Is there a better fan as a Packers fan than what we're in? Okay, so we, we get the Bears. Mm-hmm. Vikings, the Lions, down the stretch. We get. We just had Aaron break the Bears' heart on a bomb again. We get to have Christmas Day Vikings at Lambeau, and then we decide the division against the Detroit Lions on New Year's Day. How awesome is that? It is a drivable road, and if you don't beat any of these teams, you don't deserve to be in. Correct. It's awesome. And it's all going to come down to that Detroit game. And, and I'm a big NFC guy. I don't you know if the Packers don't get in. I kind of hope the Lions do. Yeah, I'm okay with but that. Yeah, I, I am too. And they're rolling. And uh, and Teddy's not playing for the Vikings. So whatever happens in that game, I'm good with. But, man, the Pack, Aaron Rodgers has redeemed himself. And it's just going to be an awesome season here. Bowl season. Basketball, everybody's encouraged. It's just a great span right now. Devontae Adams has to hold on to footballs, and the secondary can't look Matt Barkley look like Tom Brady. <laughs> Listen, man, Louisville, Louisville, the game is over. Fournette not playing. The Badgers handled them pretty easily with Fournette playing. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun bowl game to watch uh, as Lamar just has a nice exhibition of all of his talents. My only fear is the uh, the Nick Chubb vision, where you think you're going to hang with Georgia, they don't have a great passing game, defense will be fine, and they can't stop the run. 
Well, I know, and they've got this underclassman who's a good running back. But listen, LSU is not that good. I know they played Bama to a 10-0 game. Hey, I'll give you my um, my my upset prediction. Not upset, but my um, my shocker prediction here the next like two three weeks. Shock us, John. I think I think Washington is going to play with Bama right down to the end. I think they're going to be able to throw on them. They're not going to get crushed in the trenches like people think they will as bad. And I think that is going to be the game we're talking about here in a couple of weeks. I think you're right. Everyone is just going and penciling Alabama for the national title game. They are going to get tested once, if not twice. Yeah, I think on the, fir- on the first game they are. The other side, JT Barrett is a lame passer. Clemson's highly overrated. Uh, but I think that first game that people think, you know, I think Vegas has got it 15, 16 points. I think they're off on that. Hey, and by the way, about Vegas, remember my whole rant yesterday about uh-huh. Vegas always knows? You know what? You you saw what the opening line, what Vegas set the line for UK U of L, right? Right. It was two point two point favorite U of L. They were on it. Yep, and I, it's amazing how often they are. Football game aside, there's a reason why there's billion dollar properties and people without houses. Correct. They're pretty good. Well, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody, and especially to you, Dave. And I wish Tony was around to revel in the glory. Poor uh, Coach Patino last night. He just looked. Like, he wasn't enjoying himself. I'm glad he got that win. I tell you what, uh, Jody Demling was saying they went to movies, they were more relaxed in their preparation. I think a lot of that is, as much as he wanted to beat Kentucky, he looked ahead and saw Virginia and Indiana and Notre Dame and said, I can't put it all in this game. i got a stretch that's crucial here. I know, but once again, that's why they're going to get even better, because they got to play that while, while Kentucky's playing Ole Miss and these lame opponents. I think Mud's got something for you here, Bo. Yeah, when when I was yeah. watching it on TV after the game was over, Patino took the biggest sigh of relief mm. I've ever seen. Yeah. Your tests are negative. Yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> I always talk about that mud about how how men in general generalizing here, men never really revel in their moments of triumph. It's always like relief because of fear of failure, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was a great example of it. Um, so good for Rick, and I hope he he's able to enjoy himself and. Uh, and focus here as we go into the new year, because he's got a nice team, and he deserves it. No, you can't take a pill for that fear of failure. No, you can't, and that's a man thing, man. It's one of the things that drives us all is just that whole fear of failure. We can't really revel in our, in our achievements. That's right. <laughs> poor, poor white men. <laughs> we've, got it, we've got it so <laughs> yeah, poor rough. Rick. Yeah, poor, poor Rick with all of his, uh, with all of his uh, income. Poor millionaires. Salary, I know. Yeah, poor millionaires. I know Rick's got, oh, man, I mean, to have to go home to that home, and yeah, it's to, and that 401k, sure, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> First world problems. Yeah, but hey, um, he survived, and uh, I, you know, I didn't realize, I was watching the game, but I didn't realize until today when we were showing the highlights over and over again, that shot by Malik Monk was online, dude. That was just a little as front of the rim, a little bit shy. So okay, the shot before that. What's the percentage of college basketball games? The team that thinks they finally have a win, they've they've kind of owned it down the stretch. It is safe. What's the percentage that someone like Monk hits an improbable three like that? I said eighty five percent. I know, I know. And what also you see happen a lot is when there's a guy off like Malik was, and he step, has to step back because mm-hmm. of the condition. Then. He hits it. Like, he can't hit it from the normal three-point distance. But he was giving a little air, and he's got it. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be all right. If he can just focus a little bit um, and get more of a, of, a, of a nasty attitude like De'Aaron Fox, they're going to be fine, too. Thank you, John Bolt. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you, Dave.
Need to get to a break now. Chris, Derek, and Sean, hang on. We spent a lot of time with our Wave friends today. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. We'll take your calls. We'll hear the montage again. A full hour still to come, though, of your reaction to last night, 73-70. And it wasn't just Rick doing the... <sighs> he sure did. It's a lot more than that. Dave Jennings, 790 KRD. This report is... Brought- time for a couple of quick calls, and we will get Adam Lefko live from Manhattan after the top of the hour. Drive sober or get pulled over afternoon underdogs the day after the rivalry was officially reinvigorated. Kentucky did their part in the football game. Louisville took care of business in the basketball game. Should be a fun 2017. Someone else can go ahead and take care of Kentucky in the NCAA tournament, though. That would be Yeah, fine. I want no part of that. That'd be fine. I'd just go ahead and do that. Probably not going to beat them twice in the same season. Right. Hello, Chris. Hey, it's Colonel Chris again. Hey, Colonel. Hey, uh, you guys are right on for uh, Monk. You know, I'm a lifelong fourth-generation Kentucky fan. Congrat- First off, congratulations to the Cardinals and uh, winning a big, tough-fought game. Congratulations. My, my hat goes off. Uh, Monk, it was not it was unpredictable that he was going to do that after the big North Carolina game. You know, you go for 47, and, you know, you kind of get off the reservation a little bit. But in watching that game, he got caught up on every single pick, he trailed every single cutter. His defense was just horrendous. Jamal Murray esque, to say the least. And uh, I, I think I think uh, Calipari is going to, going to uh, be able to, to remedy that situation. But you know the attitude and, and all that. You guys are just right on target with that. Seems like a great kid. Thank you, Colonel, for calling back. He's seems like a great kid. But the one thing as a fan you don't want to see is uh, when things aren't going your way to kind of be a little flippant and then sort of glare at Louisville's bench or smile. It's okay. It's not Jay Cutler-esque because there's actual smile going on there. It's gonna, they're going to be – they are a great team, but they're young, and when adversity hits and they seemingly keep doing the same things, it's kind of frustrating. Apparently they were jawing at each other right before halftime. You know what that was about? I do not. Who was jawing with Monk? What, wait, Monks can't jaw, can they? Don't they get excommunicated? <laughs> a couple of coaches even came out and kind of uh, ushered them away. Hmm. Right before halftime. His attitude was in all the wrong places. Wasn't that a country song? I think that's Friends in Low Place. Oh, that's right. That was actually done first by Mark Chestnut. Did you know that? No. Mm-hmm. Then by Chris Gaines. And Shameless, which was one of his big hits, was actually a Billy Joel song first. You might have known that. That's right. Trivia today. Country music trivia. 790 KRD. Hello, Derek. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Hey, um, I'm a big card fan, and it was a great win last night. Oh, yeah. But I got to tell you, uh, I feel like I'm fairly knowledgeable about the game, but but maybe you can steer me in the right direction because I, I for the life of me, cannot figure out why Patino has a a passion to p- continue to play Mangle. That's three straight games, zero points. Uh, I mean, I saw him have one really good defensive block late in the ball game, and he got a few rebounds. But, I mean, if you look at Spalding, Spalding only played half the amount of time and had like six points and, and one more rebound. I, I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I saw that, and I talked to Jody Demling if he missed the first hour, and he said that they, were, they went so far. Now, this is Rick and the coaching staff talking, and they're good at platitudes, but they went so far as to say, he was, besides Q, maybe the second most important guy out there because of the way he was organizing the defense on the floor. It didn't look sexy on the stat line, but he was invaluable on the floor. Well, that might be a theory, but 
Oh, I know. That's like saying Jan Marino is sexy. You have points to win the game, and we were lucky to have three extra. Was. Yeah, thank you, Derek. To me, the mysterious thing was Honest Mahmoud. He was like an uh, angry, awkward, adolescent giraffe, kind of lumbering around out there, putting his hands over the little sphinx and setting a couple screens, not doing anything, ill-advised ball handling. And then what happened? Crucial save on the out-of-bounds play. So that was the one play that mattered from him. Those screens might have mattered a little bit, but I could have put my hands down there and done this, too. I'm sliding back and forth. like I'm, I'm sliding like an Egyptian. Lefko coming up, our montage. You can relive the pregame, the game, and the postgame, and then we'll talk to Lefko, see if he paid attention to that thrilling rivalry that he used to love and even made a movie about. So I hope that he did. And 790 KRD. They play at a pace uh, that's incredible. Gives you nightmares to try and defend and come up with choreograph a defense to, to play it. They're long. Um, they'll mix it up and play different ways. They switch. So they could switch pick and rolls. They switch one through five at times. Uh, they'll play their matchup zone and, and they'll tilt it to somebody to take away guys. We don't have the athletes that Kentucky has to to play at that pace, certainly. Um, our front court doesn't run as fast as their front court does, but certainly our wings can do that, and we're going to try to do it. Uh, you know, so it's going to be an entertaining... F- we don't want to let our fans down either, so let's let's play ping pong. I'm happy when it's over. Just get it done, because everybody makes it life for death, and it's not life for death. It's worse than that. <laughs> Bounce pass from Mitchell out top to Spalding. Hands away to Snyder. Deep three from out front. Hugh Marion. Vangadel comes up court for the cards. Pushes the pass ahead to Mitchell. Loops it back out top to Spalding. Ray on Willis. Back door to Snyder. Takes inside. Layup good. Up high is Mitchell to clear a rebound. Mitchell down the middle of the floor. Off to Adele. Pulls up for a three. Got it. Two quick threes for Adele. Louisville takes its first lead, and John Calipari wants a timeout. Louisville will inbound from the baseline. Snyder to throw it in. Cards line up single file along the lane again. Snyder gets it into Matt Yang on the perimeter on the right. Snyder goes to get it, throws up another wild for a slam dunk by Johnson. That's what he tried to do last time. Standing and cheering at the Big Yum. Cardinals up by four. Pass goes to the middle to Briscoe. Steps, spins, and pulls. Put it up. Blocked by that dig. Snyder runs ahead on the dribble. Leaves it off for Mitchell. Front right three. Good! Ding. Gives to Snyder. Clinton out straight away. Lobs it. Caught. Put up and in by Adele. Wow, that was a gutsy lob pass by Quentin Snyder. Giving him five assists. Mitchell now pull up jumper in the circle, short, rebound dug out by Adele. Back to Mitchell, over to Snyder, he's open, tees up a three that misses. And the rebound, Mahmoud claims it, saves it into Adele, great hustle, fires under for a dunk by Johnson. Well, the offensive rebounding, we talked the importance of that, you saw it on that possession. Adele drives it off the side, off the Snyder, eight to shoot, Snyder out deep. Snyder behind the back dribble, fakes, throws one up in close and put it in. Pretty 
nasty move by Snyder. Almost drew contact on a foul. Snyder guarded by Fox. Snyder backs out. Snyder five to shoot. Q dips in. Now goes. Gets to the rim and scores. Oh, what a move by Snyder. Took the big guy to score. Still only two possessions, though. Even Q with a hint of a grin as he backs down court. Timeout, Kentucky. Dang goes off to Mitchell. Back near midcourt with 13 on the shot clock. Guarded by Fox. Picked up by Adebayo on a drive. Takes it to the rim. Missed it. Rebound. Put back up and in by Jalen Johnson. Offensive rebounding. Two possession game again. Think about Mitchell. Last two minutes of the close game. He does not run and hide under the bed. <laughs> he is going to be in there making plays. Mitchell making a three-point game. He got it. it takes Timeout. Time Louisville. The lead is three, 73-70, 8.2 to go. Fox is at the midcourt stripe. He's the deepest man. They're going to run him off a pick to get the ball. No, it comes into Briscoe. Briscoe drives it up the right side. Briscoe hands it to Monk. Monk, top of the key, three to tie. Short, no good. Louisville rebounds. Daniel dribbles out the clock. And the winning streak ends at four in the Battle of the Bluegrass for Kentucky. As Louisville prevails on its home court, 73-70. to 70. Boy, what a ball game. Monk near midcourt. Here's Willis. Gets it into Briscoe. Runs it over half court. Six seconds. Briscoe hands off. Here's Monk. Pull up quick three. Missed it. Bounces to the floor. Adele has it. And time runs out. And the Louisville Cardinals win it. 73-70 over the Kentucky Wildcats. John Calipari just smiled and said, great game to Rick Pitino as they shook hands. And a jubilant Louisville team will celebrate a victory over Kentucky, 73-70. On the 21st of December, we're not good enough to go in an opponent's court that's a top-10 team and win. We're not. They're better than us right now. We just kept in timeouts talking about the Baylor game, how we didn't execute when we got a little tired and Mango was a great leader in the timeouts and did a terrific job. It's a great win for them. They'll have a better Christmas than us. No one laughs. What is everybody mourning? These all are fans. There are no Louisville fans here. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by Click It or Ticket on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Tony Benetti and Dave Jennings. Glad to have you back. Joy to the world. The win has come by way of 73-70 last night in the KFCM Center. Tony is back next Tuesday. I'm off after today. Dave Jennings here the drive sober or get pulled over. Afternoon Underdogs and a guy that knows a lot about the rivalry. Coming up after this call, thank you, Thor, for holding through the break. You're on 790 Thor. Mm. Hey, what's going on, Dave? You hey, know hey. what? We're sitting, up here in, we're sitting up here in Asgard, right? Mm. I'm, we're having this feast today, right? You know, today's feast is crow. We right. got sauteed crow going on up here today. It's sitting on the, with a side of kale greens on top, of bale, on top of a bed of rice with a lovely cream freeze on the side here. The reason why we're having this crow today, mm, it's so good, is because... It's a little gamey. You know what? Oh, yeah. You know... I, I, I oh, no, oh, actually very tender, like chicken. But you know, mm. I doubted us last night. I really did. I didn't. I thought that we would hang with them, and then you know it would fall apart at the end. So you know what? I'm just here eating this crow here. I just want to say, look, I'm sorry, Rick. I doubted you. I will never do that again. 
quit and I take back everything bad thing I said about you here, man. Hey, Dave, you want to come up here at Asgard, man? We got plenty of this crow, man. Come get you some, man. Stuff good, man. I'm Thank you, Thor. I, I picked 76 72 Louisville. I would have finished fourth in our guest the score contest. One guy that's not eating crow is Hater Tyrone, who claims to be the biggest crow eater of all time. He's no Brandon Lee or Adam Lefko. Adam Lefko, you spent a lot of time getting to know this rivalry to uh, excess, actually. What do you think about last night's result? Oh, Dave, Dave, Dave. Excuse me one second. I'm just hanging up stockings above my old fireplace. I got a fire raging right now. All right. It is beautiful. It is red. It is orange. It is yellow. And it is flying smoke unto the sky. And what am I fueling it with, Dave? Oh, oh, the old broken dreams of Big Blue Nation. Oh. They came, they saw, they got conquered. It's funny, I was on the phone the other night with my friend Gorgie Jang, and I said, Gorgie, Get the you're doing great, man. And he said, Adam, thank you. And I laughed hysterically. And he said, Adam, L's up. I think cards are going to pull the upset. And I said, I agree. My prediction in the Courier-Journal was a little bit off by about 3,460 points. However... Louisville did get the win. Malik Monk, sorry, bro, got hit that shot. That's kind of what they pay you for out there in Kentucky. But the only thing I know, Dave, is one thing stands the test of time. What's that? Is that Quentin Snyder will go down as an absolute legend. Old Snyder, I covered him his freshman year at Ballard High School. And I'll never forget assistant coach Mark Lieberman was there. Mm -hmm. He said, Mark, what are you doing here? The only reason you'd be here is for Devontae Parker. And we already know he's playing football, Louisville. He said, no, 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 no. You see that little freshman kid with arms that go to his knees? I said, oh, the Snyder kid. With he the goes, Doonesbury yeah. eyes, yeah. We think he could be something special. Next thing you know, oh, little Q, you little beautiful boy. <laughs> Making him fall down like a bunch of clowns to Dreamtown, Louisville. Oh, what a fire, Dave. What a fire. Go big picture on us. What does this mean to the rivalry? What happened in the football game and what happened in the basketball game? Two streaks erased. Man, well, let's be honest. Football is swell, uh, but uh, there's only one thing that matters in the bluegrass, and it is horses, bourbon, boxing, and basketball. I know we like to give love to Howard Schnellenberger, but let's be real. Uh, No, this is... It's big because it stops a streak that looked unstoppable. Uh, because we are in the heart of the Calipari era, um, the, excuse me, the Calatino era, uh, in the bluegrass right now. So for Rick to get one, uh, more than anything, it's huge for the message that he can do to recruits because now it's like, look, we beat them before. How do you even answer that question? Um, and, and also, you know, hashtag 2016. Had to happen. A little positivity, am I right, Dave? Of course. And this is two top ten teams, two teams that could make Final Fours. Which team has more upside? Is it an obvious answer? Yeah, it's Kentucky. Um, the, the true thing is this, is no one cares. I mean, there's two games that care. Whether or not one of these teams are in the championship, slash if they play each other in the NCAA tournament, and this game. I was explaining to someone in New York yesterday that I've always found you know the worst moment of the rivalry is, in hmm. my opinion, Dave? What's that? Right when the ball is tipped. Because right when the ball is tipped is when no one's talking anymore. Like, the entire year, it's what if he plays well? What if he doesn't play well? What if this matchup happens? 
the best part of the rivalry is talking about the possibilities of the rivalry. And typically, the refs make the game very unwatchable because they're the ones reading all the press clippings. They're the ones watching all the news bulletins about the energy, and they try and quell that immediately. Uh, but the, the interesting thing now is, you, like you asked, who is more likely to win a championship? And you know what? Because there's a tournament, none of us have any idea because of all the craziness that happens every March. All I ask people to do is watch basketball, learn basketball, and then enjoy basketball. That's it. Now, the rash of good games left go that we've had really competitive Final Four caliber games, and sometimes Final Four games suck. Can the NCAA pat themselves on the back and say it's the officiating changes, or are we getting better competition? Uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's funny. I have, like, theories that there's these trends. Like, every training camp, we always talk about a rash of ACL injuries. And is this the worst we've ever had? And around week six of the NFL season, we look at each other and go, the refs are so bad. Every year, it feels like they're getting worse because we forget. So, yeah, the games are good now. But I bet you when we look back last year, there's a bunch of good games then, too. I this whole streaking things are getting better, I think when you really zoom out, it's probably the same. Not to be anticlimactic for your answer. Okay, I have another theory. See, if we, we talked about NFL ratings decline a while back, and it was all about the, it was, um, the presidential election. It was the protest or yeah. non-protest and the hypocrisy of the league and what they allow. I have a new theory, because last week after the games, the ratings took a 5% jump from 15% down to about 10% down. And my theory is the rest of the country is just like me. Uh, kind of horrifying. But back in the day, I would watch a four-hour Reds game in the middle of summer that didn't matter because I liked to do it. Now, I will skip a Louisville-Monmouth State basketball game. I will skip a Florida State-Wake Forest game. Last week in the NFL, the games really started to matter, and people watched. Mm. I think that's part of it, too. And I also think, hey, the NFL got smart and said, let's keep putting Dallas on prime time Mm -hmm. because when people see the star, whether you're two or whether you're 70, you know what that represents, and you likely turn to the person next to you and utter one of three phrases. I hate that team, I love that team, or a family member of mine hates that team. That's typically what happens. So Dallas is on TV more. You're getting a lot better games. If you notice, hey, look who's going to be on TV this week, the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, I know that. Yeah, in the beginning of the year, we're watching Titans-Jags. So I think the games are better, the competition is better. Um, And I, I do think this is the rare year where I do think the election played a part solely because if you look at the ratings of election coverage, they're so freaking high that it was what's on our mind. And if you honestly look at yourself and what you would talk about the water cooler, you weren't talking about that Bears-Eagles Monday night matchup in week two. You were talking about what was going on in the polls. So, um, yeah, I just think... uh yeah, I mean, we always overstate everything. That's our society. Well, sure, and the NFL changed some things with flex scheduling. They could kind of react to the season as it went, but sometimes they're kind of a product of last season. They schedule sexy matchups, and then Seattle struggles a little bit out of the gate. Denver struggles, and Tom Brady suspended. They can't help that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then also what they've done that's really smart, it's also a little annoying, is scheduling all these divisional matchups. So if you look ahead to that last week of the year, Packers are playing the Lions. That has huge implications. Titans are playing the Texans. That has huge implications. So when you put things on the line, yeah, it, it's, they, they've done a good job of scheduling it 
Um, personally, I think you need to get rid of Thursday night football because I think it's bad football. Mm-hmm. And also, are you really going to put a team in London? Like, I, I don't know about you, Dave. Like, every website I go to right now is trying to be more than what they are. You know, I go to, I go to Thrillist, which all I want is lists, and now it's like, Sign up for our newsletter and enjoy these eight different pages. And it's like, dude, I only wanted lists. And now the NFL is like, we got something on Thursday. We got something on Sunday night, Monday night. And we're going to put a team in London. Nobody cares about London. I know everyone wants to go global, but why don't you own it first? I don't know. Maybe well, there, yeah, there's no talk about putting an NBA team in China. They're just trying to get a hold of the market and sell jerseys. Yeah, but yet the NFL goes, well, you know, we sell it out every time. And I want to go, well, you know, every time I turn it on, there's like 80,000 European tourists in there. They don't care. The NFL is going to get too big. Like Mark Cuban, he said it about a year ago now. They are hogs. Pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. And the NFL, sharpen your knives because I can see it going down, down, down soon. That's a stupid argument. We sell it out every time. Most of your money doesn't come from ticket sales. If Justin Bieber played the Yum once a year, he'd keep selling it out till he sucked again or wasn't popular. If, if there's a bad team in London, they'll stop selling that out in game four. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, Dave. This Kentucky fire is burning right now. It's interesting. What I've actually used as kindling is all of Calipari's post-game comments oh. because – Let's be honest, they weren't really fit to print. So I'm giving them a nice little toast. Uh, I got a little Rick Patino in there. Can you hear it? Hold on. Let me, Hold let me on. put the, there you uh, go. the phone here close. You now we need to – I don't know why he turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hold I don't on, know. Let me see if I can find Rick Patino. <laughs> Think about it like this. Uh. Adam, that's a bad question. Oh, no, I got nothing. Okay. I can't do my Rick Patino imitation right now. It's not working. You mentioned bourbon earlier. Have you tried the Angel's Envy Rye? Are you kidding? I'm the one that told you about Angel's Envy oh. Rye. I'm the one that goes to the bars in my area and go, oh, you don't got Angel's Envy Rye? You're missing out. And I come back two weeks later. Oh, yeah. And they got it. I go, hey, Angel's Envy Rye, two ice cubes, and walk away slowly. Thank you. Because I don't normally like the rye, because rye is usually like, hits me in the face. I'm a rye bourbon. This one's got a nice little subtle creep on it. It's really good. I dig it. Well, listen, Dave, I'm still a tequila guy. And in honor of the birds, last night I had about three tequilas. What I would ask everybody out there to do is this. Birds of a feather flocked together last night. The Louisville Cardinals, they knocked off the Wildcats, Big Blue. Tonight, my Philadelphia Eagles, they take on the Big Blue of the New York Giants. If all the people in the listening area of Kentucky, Indiana, Kentuckiana, Kentucky Arcana could put their brains together and put out those positive vibes for my Carson Wentz-led Eagles to put a big blue bruise on the big blue news of the New York Giants, I'd appreciate it because the energy is swinging in our favor. Quickly left go, we've got the AFC, the Patriots, Raiders, Steelers, Texans, Chiefs, Dolphins, top six, the the in-the-hunt teams, Broncos, Ravens, Titans, Colts, Bills. Who of those teams is in or out? Of the the ones that are trying to fight in there? Yep, who's going to sneak in? The most interesting thing is I think the Steelers beat the Ravens this weekend, and I think that's the end of the Ravens. Um, I think that the Texans are actually going to be much better with Tom Savage, and I think they're going to hold off the Titans and the Colts and win the South. And then of the other AFC teams, the Patriots are obviously in, the the, uh, Raiders are obviously in, and I would say the Chiefs get in. That would be the five, uh, and then I guess the wild card there, I think I already named it. 
Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of surprises in the AFC. Okay, right now it's looking. I do think De- Denver's not getting in though. No, right now it's pretty solid. The Giants and Packers at five and six in the NFC. Lions will be in. Falcons will probably be in. Um, but I think the Packers are solid. I think the Packers might lose it to the Lions, but I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm not, I'm not saying. I mean, they're they're pretty solid. I'm I, the way they played defense against the Bears and made Matt Barkley look like Tom Brady. That's that's not good. But if the and Packers lose, if the, like can the Packers the afford to lose a game? No, they can't. Not at all. They got to take on the Vikings. The Lions are taking on Dallas. I mean, here's the thing: if you lose to the Vikings, the Vikings are now one game behind you. Uh, so no, the, the Packers need to win the rest of their games. That's not negotiable, especially because I think Detroit has a good chance against Dallas because Matt Stafford inside is different than Matt Stafford outside against the Giants. So him taking on the Cowboys, I think they have a chance. And if Detroit gets a win, I mean, then it all comes down to Week 17. Does Tampa Bay get in? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to lose to New Orleans this weekend. Uh, I think the playoffs that you have in the NFC is Cowboys at one. I think it is Seahawks at two. I think it is going to be Falcons at three. I think it is going to be who's the other division then? Uh, the South. No, I already. Oh, it's Seattle. So whoever comes out of the South, whether the North, whether it's the Lions or the Packers, I'd say Packers win a division, and then I think five is going to be the Giants and six. Huh. That could be, I'm going to say the Lions. I'm going to say two NFC North teams get in. While we have you, Adam Lefko, your thoughts on Jack Tripper, a.k.a. Grayson Allen. You've no doubt seen it a million times. Uh, yeah, I think that he has something in his brain that's very interesting. So that's a <laughs> reflex, right? So your reflex is to kick your foot out and to trip somebody. Um, and I wasn't sure. Everyone's freaking out about how he freaked out as though he was angry. That looks someone that was emotionally upset. That looked like someone that either realized what they did right away or super upset at themselves. That looked like someone that has a lot of talking to do. I'm fascinated with people that achieve a lot very early, Dave. Think about young TV stars mm-hmm. and all the trouble they have late in their life. Sure. Think about someone that you guys witnessed in Louisville. Wayne Blackshear dunking on Anthony Davis in his freshman year and then staying at Louisville. What did we always say about Wayne Blackshear? We said, man, I wonder where that guy that dunked on Anthony Davis is. Mm-hmm. I, I think about those kids that goes, man, you were so good in that show. Well, Grayson Allen was the main player in their national championship run when he was a freshman. And every single time he goes out there, they go, man, what about that game? Why aren't we seeing that? Why are you taking over games like that? And I, I think he right now, he plays for Duke, so you're normally hated, you're normally booed. And I think you put a lot of pressure. I think that guy, um, he needs to talk it out. Because that looked like someone that knew immediately what he did and is wrestling some stuff inside of himself. That's what I see. Pretend, Lefko, that you have kids that you are aware of, and you're Mike Krzyzewski. You're the parent now that's let this gone on without repercussions two times. You're a guy that will chastise another player from another team for being better than that on the spot. Do nothing with your guy and still be weaselly and mealy-mouthed about it. Man, I don't know. It's, it's hard to talk crap about Mike Krzyzewski, ain't it? Because, I mean, I feel like he is uh, maybe, other than John Wooden, the best coach of all time. Um, but I think, like a normal parent, your first reaction, Dave, is if you saw your kid and another kid in the fight, what's your first reaction going to be? I'm going to go protect my kid from that scary other little kid. So I understand why Coach K's first instinct is to not overpunish his kid. Frankly, I wouldn't want to send my kid 
to play, mine of my proverbial kids, to play mm-hmm. for a coach that would be willing to kick them off the team or punish them right away. And I also have a fascination right now, Dave, with why when people see video evidence of something, they just can't get it out of their head. We heard that Ray Rice punched his wife, and we were like, oh, a game suspension. Then we saw the video, and we were like, oh, my God. Is it me telling you that he punched his wife in the face enough? Yesterday, Michael Floyd gets pulled over for a DUI, and he's sleeping. It was a few days ago. And everyone goes, oh, I can't believe the Patriots signed him. And then we see video of him sleeping at the wheel, and we go, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe the Patriots signed him. It's just, I told you, he had a DUI, he fell asleep at the wheel. And then you see it, and you go, oh, my God. Because if it's so your guy, you don't believe it till you see it. You yeah. want to not believe it. Yeah, well, look, come on, man. Santa ain't real. Shrek is not real. If I tell you the truth and it's in a police document or whatever, it's real. Hey, Grayson Allen tripped a guy. You have a reaction? Yeah. But you and his name is Santa. Santa is real. Seven seconds at a time. We sit there and we go, look at him. Let's imagine the intent. Look at the venom in his eyes. First of all, the kid tripped another guy playing sports. And then pouted like a wussy without a W afterwards. He's a child, Dave. Who cares if he didn't get the win? The kid doesn't know who he is. Let's take you back to 20 years old. Man, you don't even know up from down. And we freak out on these kids like we live level-headed every second. Like the guy who freaks out about traffic in front of him or yells at a person at the postal office, then looks at Grayson Allen and goes, man, I wish he could control himself better. Come on, man. He's playing for a guy's darn game. He's just trying to win, and he stuck his leg out. you never done that accidentally in basketball? I just think we're turning somebody into a criminal that's not even close to a criminal. Accidentally did it three times over two seasons. This was more egregious, borderline assault. 3,500 college basketball players. Name another one behaving like this. Name another one behaving like this. Man. Man, they have a penalty in hockey called tripping where you just stick out and pull people, and people just do it. Well, yeah, you'd be tripping, you'd be penalty boxing. That's part yeah, of the game. Okay, well, the penalty box is he's he got he's getting yelled at. Everyone in the country is turning into his dad, and we're reprimanding him, and we're putting him over our knee. He's going to miss a few games. He's suspended indefinitely. What do we want to do? We want to put him on a boat and send him to another country? Is that the answer? Well, don't pretend everyone's like that as he's some 20-year-old uh, child. Yeah, he, it's acting like a child. And I'm sorry, you've got a lot of attention and notoriety coming your way. You've probably got a lot of money coming your way. It's not fair that you're a different 20-year-old, but you are a different 20-year-old. Understand it and act better. <sighs> Man, this notion that our Oh, your fire's out of control. That need to be, like, you're acting like he's Grant Hill. Like, he has toured the world. And also this notion of money coming. There's a lot of very immature millionaires out there. Of course. Just because you have money does not mean that you act a certain way. And to also put more pressure on somebody, the pressure is is that we're talking about a kid on radio in Louisville as though we're his parents. That's enough pressure. I I just look at it and, and go, you need to be able to excuse people for excusable action. If you walk through a New York City subway and someone bumps into you and you turn around and go, I cannot believe that you bumped into me. You're in a subway. People bump into you. You're playing basketball. Sometimes emotions get the best of you. You know what? You know, you get into a fight. And then afterwards, you look at each other and go, hey, man, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to do that. And you move on. But we don't okay. give this kid a chance. What if the same, what, what if after the first bump, no one said anything? After the second bump, no one said anything. After the third bump, the third day in a row, the same freaking guy bumping me, he finally says, I'm sorry. 
Sounds great. Sounds like he finally apologized. Look, sometimes it takes longer for people to learn the error of their ways, Dave. We are humans. We are the most flawed species ever. We know what we're supposed to do, and yet we don't do it. I would say 90% of the people that are listening to this radio station right now did things today that they were not supposed to do. The problem is is that they're not on TV and everyone's watching. Now, we put pressure on these young kids. Mm, You should know that everyone's watching. I would tell you that you cannot control other people. You can can only control your reaction to other people. So you are choosing to react to Grayson Allen with vitriol and anger. And what I'm asking you to do is realize he's a child that made a mistake, and he's going to learn from it and move on. We don't need to banish him from the United States of America. And if you were doing this every day for a living and you were talking about Grayson Allen today, it would be lay off him, people. He's just a child. Yeah, because I like to I like to zig when other people zag. Hmm. I was listening to this very famous macroeconomic who gives economic ec- economist who gives advice Thank to you, hedge Tony. fund managers, and he says that he listens to one thing and one thing only. When people say that doesn't make sense, because when people say that doesn't make sense, he doubles down. Why is gold falling? It's supposed to be rising. Doubles down on gold falling. I'm looking like this. Everyone's going. This doesn't make sense. This kid is freaking out, and he's tripping people, and he's getting away with it. And I'm going, man, maybe it does make sense. Maybe we need to chill out and realize that he's not a robot who malfunctions, and his wires are all away, array, and he's looking around, and he's going, ah, I'm going to trip people. This is a child. I did much worse things at 20 years old. I mean, I was pelting people with snowballs, jumping on top of the roof. I was doing things that everyone would hate. But... Man, let's give this kid a credit. Not everyone has TVs in their face the whole time. That's the old misdirection. But the thing is, don't listen to gold commercials because no matter what the economy is, now's the perfect time to buy gold. Yeah, they'll get you, man. Every month. They'll get you for all you're worth. What's Mud's got something for you. You two need to stop tripping. Mm, Look at that. Oh, that was good, Mud. I've always enjoyed Mud's wordplay. (laughs) What what is the Lefko Christmas 2016 looking like? Ooh, left go. Well, look, this fire filled with Kentucky's broken dreams. Gonna have to throw another log on there, and let me see. Yep, I'll throw the '96 log. That thing will get it burning bright. Uh, doing that. Uh, they want a title that year. Watch the old Eagles, Giants, a bunch of bunch of Giants fans, and slowly whisper, "Oh no, that could hurt your playoff chances." Then I'm gonna catch a train back to Philly tomorrow. I'm going to lounge around all day with my dad, probably drink some Angel's Envy Rye Bourbon brought to you by the one and only Dave Jennings. And then uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to party hard, Garth. You know who? I, I figured out your love for, for Grayson Allen. The player that he tripped was named Santa. And in Philadelphia, they boo Santa. I see where you're coming from now. You know what? All it takes is a little bit of digging. You figured it out, Dave. Thank you, Adam. Merry Christmas. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Love too. you. I said love you for the first time to Adam. It was a moment for us. <laughs> he throws it out there like it doesn't have meaning. See, mine means more. <laughs> Need to take another break. And if you love her, and you should, you want to go to Clater Jewelers. They're in the Westport Village. They're your local jewelers. We love local on the afternoon underdogs. Sally and Megan and Christy and all the girls are there. And they're always going to be there. If you buy the engagement ring there, they'll remember you. They'll be there for your anniversary and for birthdays, special occasions. They get to know what I buy for Becky. I can't afford to do really expensive stuff, so they get new things in that kind of look like her, stuff that I pick out, and they let me know what they have, and I pop in once in a while and get just-because gifts. You can afford that. 
If you want to get really nice U of L stuff you can't get anywhere else, but it's not too expensive, Claytor Jewelers has that. Plenty of UK stuff too. Even stuff for the guys. Real cool little wallet with a little snap thing that holds your cash. They have that. Go there for the engagement rings. Spend the money on the diamond, not the band. Trust me on that. Another girl's not going to say, boy, that diamond's kind of small, but the band, damn. Where did you get that? It's, wow, the size of that rock hides the little intricacies of the band. I like the big diamond. And the Jackie O collection is only at Claytor Jewelers and only through Christmas. These are actual replicas of what she wore with the pictures and the stories to prove it, some of which you can actually buy. Is that movie out now, Mud, the Jackie O movie, or is it coming out? I'm not sure. Maybe it whimpered away to Delta. I'm not sure. But either way, Claytor Jewelers has the collection. All price ranges. Claytor Jewelers in the Westport Village. Back for about 25 minutes. Not sure what kind of a parent Lefko will be. It'll be different if it's your kid making the same mistake over and over and over again. Other people do worse things. Why don't we worry about that? Talking about one thing. Drive sober or get pulled over. Afternoon underdogs. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks to Adam Lefko, formerly of News Radio. Nope, not yet. Featured quite a bit on our stations, but WHAS 11. Also, Kendrick Haskins and John Bull from Wave 3. So the lines have opened up for the first time in a while since we had all the interviews. 571-7900. The rivalry, I think, inarguably in a better place. After Kentucky won the football game, Louisville won the basketball game. Kentucky fans go into the football game. Foregone conclusion. Here we go again. Heisman Trophy winner and all. Okay, let's see if we can keep it interesting. And then Louisville fans thinking... Better team, maybe. Youth not quite coming together for Cal. Maybe there's a chance, but that nagging feeling, here we go again. Didn't happen in either case. 73-70, Louisville wins the basketball game. Some good, bad, and ugly notes. Not really anything ugly except for the repeated Burger King commercials over and over again from the broadcast. I wasn't feeling well, so I went home after projectile vomiting on my birthday. Yes, that's who I spent my 50th birthday, but I'm getting over it now. Maybe a glass of wine tonight. It's funny how that's the first thing to go. Whatever you had for dinner at that moment or whatever you had to drink, whether it's Kool-Aid or Pinot Noir, doesn't sound good for a while. But you've got to get back on the horse, don't you? You don't have to, but I'm going to. Just maybe not tonight. So in last night's game, obviously plenty of goods. But the best thing for Louisville besides the win and ending the streak is that Kentucky didn't look like a better basketball team. It didn't look like you got out of there because of a fluky shooting night from a couple of guys. You went toe-to-toe with a really good basketball team and got the better of them. That was a heavyweight fight. That was two teams that can get better and two teams that could make a Final Four. I just assumed Kentucky could beat by somebody else before that might happen in the tournament. Let's take this one, but we'll take it now. And as we went along, obviously Q, being aggressive scoring the ball, I suggested after the Eastern game, Louisville seemed like a better team. Once Q got aggressive scoring with the basketball, he came out of the gate acting like that, and it helped this basketball team. Dang Adele got off the schneid, 50% from the floor. And for all of the shots that, that were not necessarily Fox, but Monk missed one for nine from three, of course he was going to make the 26-footer. For all of those misses, Donovan Mitchell was three for 12 and missed some easy shots. Almost had too much time on some of them. So I'm sitting there then watching the game, doing what I do, expecting to, even though I picked 76-72, which would have finished fourth in our guest the score contest, and we'll get a hold of our winners here shortly. Might be next week, Christmas and all. But I'm, of course, critiquing as we go. And that's the nature of the fans when you think you're not going to pull it out somehow. Just that nagging feeling. What is Rick not doing right? Who's on the floor that shouldn't be on the floor? So I'm watching it, and I'm watching all the minutes initially going to Mango, seeing nothing happening. Okay, fine, Mahmoud comes in. He's going to be fine. Then he's not really fine. 
He's just sort of, and I know when you're that long and lanky, it seems like you're not moving very quick or putting in much effort because the steps are a quarter of a court. But he was just setting screens, uh, ill-advised ball handling at times, really nothing for the minutes played. Except then what happens? The crucial save on the out-of-bounds, crucial to protecting that game. So sorry, Rick, he was in the game at the right moment. Donovan Mitchell misses free throws early, can't make a thing. You know he's probably going to get fouled down the stretch. You also bring back in David Levitch, who missed his two free throws earlier. Donovan gets fouled. Couldn't make anything for a while. What does he do? Drains him. So there you go. Turning the bads into goods. Congratulations, Coach Patino and the guys, especially Quentin Snyder, for that kind of game in your hometown from this city, which is what hometown means. Sorry for the double there. You get the point. Congratulations, Q, Louisville, and if you want to get thoughts in in the last 17 minutes or so, feel free, 571-7900. And can anyone take Lefko's position on Grayson Allen? What do you get when a coach at Indiana, Mud, does whatever he wants year after year after year without ever any repercussions? He does the same thing over and over and over again. And tripping could be like marijuana is a gateway drug to meth. I don't think that it is necessarily, but you get the... I mean, is Grayson Allen going to start breaking into cars now? Well, first of all, that would never happen at Indiana. Never. No, I know, I know. But, yeah, that's, uh, it's hard to feel sorry for him. Look, because my uh, wife was wondering what all the hoopla was about, and I found on YouTube a montage of Grayson Allen tripping people. Now, the one trip against Florida State last year, it was a guy running up the floor. It was after a play. Right. It was not in the heat of anything. It wasn't a full-court press. It was just kind of jogging up the court, half-court kind of offense and he reaches behind with his foot and trips him. That's a weird tick. That is really strange. That's like foot fetish people. Yeah. I don't get that. 50 of you just want, what's wrong with feet? Nothing. I have two of them. Just don't look at them in a weird way or want to lick them. So that's Grayson Allen. So last night a guy gets by him. Santa Anna's actually his last name. I'm calling him Santa because it's Christmas. Smaller, probably not as quick, not as talented, no NBA future. Gets by him in a game they're struggling. And he reaches the foot out, doesn't catch him, raises it higher, and then twists to make sure he falls, and then pouts like a guy whose daddy bought him the wrong company, with F-words and all. And Mike Krzyzewski still incredulously didn't seem to be bothered by it until the national backlash, and now he is indefinitely suspended. Yes, I get it. It's just tripping. It's always that fairy's 20. A lot of people are 20. What did you do, Dave? Doesn't matter. I'm not Grayson Allen on national television. Put me in the same situation. I will act differently. I bet you I will. So that's, that's the thing. Indefinitely suspended. What does that mean? Whatever the heck Coach K wants it to mean. The ACC is looking into it also, and they could do whatever they want. We'll see what that is. What have they done to anybody else? Not a heck of a lot. And the anybody else could be North Carolina. If you haven't heard this, we've talked over and over again about what is going on there. What goes to the heart of the NCAA's mission more than student-athletes? Yes, we know the elite athletes at Carolina, Kentucky, Louisville, and other places. A lot of them want to be pros quick. They're not really concerned about getting their degrees. They want to stay eligible so they can keep playing as long as it takes to get there. We get it. We accept it. We want the best players as long as we can have them. We understand. But 20-some years of academic fraud, and this is not even hearsay anymore. This is proven academic fraud keeping players eligible. So what comes out after a long period of silence is North Carolina's first notice of allegations, and there is nothing to see here. Oh, there's stuff, but men's basketball and football were conveniently left out. Other scapegoats emerged. 
The second one came out. A couple of new things added, but still no big deal. Looks like they're going to skate again. Look at this. Now the third notice of allegations comes out. They officially call it the second, seconded, I kid you not, the seconded amended notice of allegations. So someone said, I'd like to second calling it the second amended. And someone says, I second that. So now it's the seconded amended. Seconded amended. See, anemone. Notice of allegations. This one is a little bit different. This puts the mention of football and men's basketball back in the spotlight for their involvement with major violations in the African and Afro-American Studies Department over nine years. The time frame for this update, the time frame changes. Our theory was they'd find ways to punish other sports, minor things in basketball and football preserving titles. I'm not trying to go after Carolina, but when my school gets titles pulled, football wins taken away for one exam in one season. Not condoning that, but 20 years and two titles, and still they skate. 2005 and 2009 were the titles. They are right in the mix of the 2002, I'm sorry, 2002 to 2011 time frame. So it can no longer be ignored now that titles are a possibility. I still think that is not a huge deal because we all saw who won the games. We're not going to go back 11 years ago and say, geez, those players were ineligible. I watched all the games. I spent a lot of money on it. They didn't win it. In your mind, it happened. But you've got to be fairly equal. And I think this shows the NCAA may be a little bit concerned about their own survival. There's been a talk of Power 5 conferences, top 60 teams and whatnot, doing their own thing. This is the HOA out of control. They are supposed to be monitoring. They were elected to monitor the schools. And now they selectively do it. There are haves and have-nots like there seem to be in life. There are in the NCAA. Is it possible that they're now looking at Carolina, maybe like Coach K, after a bunch of backlash, they can't stay quiet anymore and live in their little bubble, and they're going to say, okay, look it, we even hammer the big guys. Major League Baseball did it. First couple of years, these 50-game, 100-game suspensions were in the minors, guys you couldn't pronounce, guys that were here on work visas. And then after that, okay, warning, Major League Baseball, this is coming. Come on, we're going to do it. They finally did. Would the NCAA do the same thing? We shall see. So those are the big stories of the day. Carolina in trouble, maybe. They have until March 13th to respond. Then you know the NCAA gets a long time to review that. And then there might be a fourth allegation. And then the grandchildren of Raymond Felton might be affected and might go to Louisville instead of North Carolina. Future benefits here, and obviously Grayson Allen making the rounds. Is he officially the most hated man at Duke now? Even Kentucky fans. Now because Leitner did something personal to you. He stomped and made a shot. He did not trip. I know tripping in the grand scheme of things isn't a big deal. But when it's the third time and no one else is punished for similar things, or actually similar people are punished for less, Three multiples. If you're at Duke, it's okay. If you're at Louisville, probably not. The backlash is greater. And if it's Cal in Kentucky and the national media, forget it. Suspensions immediately. 571-7900 if you'd like to sneak in on any of those topics or whatever's on your mind. You got me for 10 minutes. Then I'm on vacation. Vanetti's back on Tuesday. Lots of pasta. My parents are in town, all stocked up on lots of pasta. I got the rotisserie chicken, got a pound of that delicious boar's head chicken, a pound of the baked ham, and my kind of my meat crack. If, oh, that doesn't sound good at all. The meat that I like as much as if I were on crack is the rotisserie, not the rotisserie, it's the the, the, the brisket pastrami. It's been a lot of barfing and a lot of talking, which does not necessarily go well. 
That's what we got from the deli. Plenty of stuff from the oven. Got some lasagnas. I got the chicken pot pie. Again, green beans instead of peas. Go there hungry, because what you do is you'll walk in, a little piece of bread to the right, dip it in the olive oil. That's really good bread. You'll want a loaf. Go to the deli. Go there at, at lunchtime from work. Don't go to a chain restaurant. Go in there, get some homemade soup. They change them every day. Get a panini, get a veggie sandwich, whatever it happens to be. They'll make it to order, and you can sit in the cafe and even have a, have a cold Dos Equis if you'd like. And even gifts like cookbooks and things like that for the holidays. Really cool book from St. Matthew's. with. So if someone grew up in St. Matthew's, lots of black and white pictures of the history of the town from a couple of local authors. So not just deli and cheese and sandwiches, lots of other stuff too. And lots of pasta in the heart of St. Matthew's. Should I take Cole now, Mud, or take a break? Let's go ahead and roll to Cole. Hello, Cole. What's up, Dave? Uh, uh, I've been seeing so many memes. I'm so proud. I've been working 12 days straight. I was happy last night because Louisville won. All right. My, and my boss was a Kentucky fan. I'm like, uh, we're supposed to do work. I'm like, hey, did I hear bricks? And I just hear him. And he just keeps getting mad. I keep hearing saying, keep hearing bricks because that's what I heard of free throws last night. Cost Kentucky the game. Thanks. Hey, Cole, I've got, a, I've got a Halloween costume for you. What? You get a very big-looking Christmas stocking, and you walk around in it. Then you, say, you just say you're bad. I'm Cole in the stocking. I've heard, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've heard that, but thank you. You're, you're welcome. Sorry about that. It's it's hard to do Cole's Law, right? Yeah. Sometimes you think you're clever and it's been done before. Oh, well. 571-7900. One segment to go. Dave Jennings, there's mud over there. Seven. All right, we have time for our final fantasy football Buffalo Wild Wings update. There are only two... Left, knock on Woodhead will face off against the two-seed. It hurts when I hurt. I love that name. Kind of sums it up the last couple of days, because I'm not sure if that's what's coming. The Buffalo Wild Wing Fantasy Football League Championship is this weekend. We lost to Woodhead by three. Ertz defeated IU 73, UK 67 to make it to the title game. Losers play for third place, but everyone's a winner. Thursday, January 5th, Buffalo Wild Wings, Westport Road, a wing party for all of you in our leagues, and everyone's a winner that gets Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards in your stocking. Nobody will go, uh, to that. Everybody will go, uh-huh. NFL games, all the bowl games, NCAA basketball, there's always a crowd, always someone watching your games at B-dubs. Of course, the delicious sauces and underrated burgers and ladies or guys that are vegetarians, they'll make them into veggie burgers, too. Buffalo Wild Wings, you love them, family-friendly, all over town. I'll see you Tuesday. Vanetti is back on. I'll, I'll see you Thursday. Vanetti back Tuesday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year from 790 KRD. This report.